Blog Talk Radio. Yes, sir. You know I'm good, right? Let's go, biz. Troubles coming for me, death is at my doorway Fear says I'm a parish bro, but that ain't what my lord say He said I ain't guilty, though I still ain't have my court date Taste it and I've seen them even though it's just a boy I don't know what they feeling, I don't know what they thinking Bro, my soul's invincible like Mario when he blanking Hey, hey, they see me full of joy like I don't know what he's drinking Cup is full of living water, bro, I sip in and thank him Yes, up, might not win a Grammy or get another Stella But I'll get rewards from my Lord, it ain't nothing better I might not draw it again, I might not spend a million But I've been purchased by my king, he's forever with me So, so what they talking back? No, they can't knock me down Yes, sir, I do feel pain, but Jesus got me now that's why I'm making noise, that's why I'm running hard That's why I go gorilla, spitting the monkey ball Partner, you know I'm good to go Pressure creates diamonds and fire and fire to go Ain't nothing on this planet to satisfy my soul I'm living for tomorrow, today is out of control For sure, I'm good, take out my money I'm good, here comes the pain I'm good, yeah they can kill me I'm good, get that game Covered in blood, drag my name through the mud. They can hate, they get gossip, but my passion for Jesus, they ain't never gonna stop it. I was dead, I guess that made me better than I ever was. Look at me, I'm good, partner, I'm on my forever buzz. If everything I have is taken, I can take it. They say I never make it, I know the person who made it. My life is hidden in them, so when I die, I came. And Jesus really be walking with me, so how I'm lame? My life problems and such, but I'm focused on forever and eternity's touch, while the world try to fight me, Pharisees try to stole me, I am Tebow in the fourth quarter, they can't hold me, yeah the Lord is my coach, got me off in the zone, tell my mama that I'm good when he carry me home, I'm good, I you know I'm good to go, pressure creates diamonds and fire and fire to go, ain't nothing on this planet to satisfy my soul, I'm living for
Amen. And it sounds like that brother is good. I like that. I'm good. I'm good. I like that. I like that. Well, folks, I want to welcome you to another episode Blog Talk Radio. This is the show. This is the show. The open forum tonight. And we're looking forward to a very exciting, uplifting, encouraging, spiritual, and informative show. All that. And I do mean all that. Well, this is Five Smooth Stones. This is your host, Brother Seth, coming at you again. We're over 335 shows now. How about that? 335 shows. Somewhere around there. Over over 335. And I just want to thank all of you. Of those friends of Five Smooth Stones that have uh, been around, supporting, learning. Uh, some of you have been uh, pressing one of your phone, coming on the phone lines, uh, just encouraging everybody and and uh, sharing the information the Father's blessed you with over the years. And we thank you, friends of Five Smooth Stones. Then there's my bloodline, my family, the uh, Douglas Kennedy family, who's been uh, who's come on board a couple of years ago and they have been enjoying the shows as well as a matter of fact let me just quickly if you um, quickly say to my family this is my bloodline family I'm talking about and y'all just bear the rest of y'all just bear with me here for a second but I just want to just remind the family that uh, we haven't forsaken our family blog show we haven't forsaken it it is not over it's not done I'm just taking a break taking a break from it, a well-deserved break, and I think we need a break really as a family uh, just to kind of uh, redo some things and tighten up some things and make the show even better. So we're just taking a break. In the meantime, you're invited to join us tonight. So let me do what I've been doing lately. Actually, it's not true. I've been doing it for years. Let me do it tonight, and that is read the show's description. Read the show's description. Because many of you call the phone number, and you didn't get an email, you didn't get a text, and you don't know what we're talking about tonight. So this is for you, those that are, again, that just kind of, uh, you you are supportive, and you, you stop by, and, but you don't know what's going on. So this is for you, all right? So earlier, I sent this message out in text form as well as uh, via the e- uh, Internet email, and I went on to say, open forum. Tonight, Hebrew Israelites versus Christians, if I can say versus. Hebrew Israelites versus Christians. Is there a difference? Part two. Tune in 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, June 27, 2017. And I went on to type again. Many still asking what is the difference between Hebrew Israelites' beliefs and Christianity. Well, tonight, part two. Brother Seth and Brother Yeshua, and and host of callers, and I really mean that, Yeshua, I guess, and a host of callers will try to answer the basics and more. Hebrew Israelites are the largest spiritual movement in America, hands down. I mean, they're everywhere. I'm just side road here. But of my Facebook friends, I think I have some like 2,000 of them, I'd say a thousand of them, uh, roughly that, maybe more, is Hebrew Israelites. It's this so-called term, if we can say that. But they're Hebrews. They're Israelites. That is the that is their name. It's not a, just a term. That is their actual, what the scripture called. So this is huge, folks. 
They're in every single state of the Union. They're in the Caribbean. They're in South America. They're all over the world. The Father said it like this, that he will scatter his chosen people that he wants chosen. And he's not done choosing them for this, that, and the other. I know about the spiritual Jew. We're going to get into that. We know he's after the heart and not the flesh. We understand that, too. But, folks, this is a humongous movement, and I don't know how so many people can look at it as just some fad or something. These young people are serious. Serious, serious. Anyway, there's a little side roll. So, anyway, I went on to say again, Hebrew Israelites are the largest spiritual movement in America, hands down. So, who are these young people seeking to please the Father and declaring that African Americans are one of the lost tribes of Israel, among other truths? Above all, these young people seem to seek to know who they are and what the Father requires. Some have forsaken most American holidays in lieu of observing the ancient Israel holy days. Many Oh, let's see here. Many seek to institute certain laws from the Old Testament while walking in grace through the Messiah's blood. Many points we will bring out tonight that we didn't cover last week. And I went on to give the phone number and the uh, the link. So, folks, that is what's happening tonight. That is the show tonight, and I'm very excited to have my friend, long uh, a friend I've been knowing for years, um, Brother Yeshua. Uh, this brother have uh, traveled to Israel with me, and uh, more importantly, this brother is a brother. You know, we have just did brother things. We uh, hung out, and uh, not a whole, whole lot. Uh, like you would think a best friend would, but brother Yeshua and I worship together. Uh, his family, my family, and the other families uh, kept holy feast days together. We've uh, had numerous conversations. I mean, uh, just and then we I forget we had a Bible study here in the Dallas Fort Worth area via the internet. We actually would bring this brother on and have him on our big screen at home. He would be in in, in Cincinnati doing the Bible study, and then some of us we would just take turns, different ones of us would do the Bible study, and there he was way over in Ohio, and then Brother John was way up in Kentucky, and we way there in Texas, and we all connected via the internet, looking at uh, Brother Yeshua on the big screen. So, we have had a lot of dialogue about this wonderful book we call the Scriptures. We've talked about the Most High. We've debated, we've argued, and we've done, and we've we've matured. (laughs) We have matured, I must say, because you know how it is, growing pains. But uh, I'm so glad that he is still a brother. He still loves the Most High, and he still is up there teaching in the Cincinnati area. Those that are under his tutelage or are being taught by him should by now know that he is truly someone to be reckoned with. And what makes him so important is the scriptures in the Most High. So all glory due to the Most High. We praise his name today, and we will continue on this show to praise his name and thank him for what he is doing with our young people, and not just our young people. Tonight, I hope to make it clear that this is not a black thing. (laughs) It's so not. It never was. It never was just about Israel. If you're truly looking at the scriptures, folks, it is truly not 
about little old Israel. This is a global movement. This is a global movement, and I thank the Father for it. So I don't want to get too much into it. I want to cover a few more things, and then we're going to bring the brother on. So that's what's happening tonight, though. That's what's happening tonight. So, again, I just want to briefly address my family, the bloodline. Again, y'all, we're not having a show tonight, the family show. We're going to pick that up later on. I'm ha- I haven't abandoned it, so just know that uh, your cousin is going to be getting with y'all, sending y'all emails whenever we start that back up. All right? But in the meantime, you're welcome, welcome, Douglas Kennedy folks, to listen tonight. We got some for you. We got some for you. And those friends of Five Smooth Stones, I don't know what to say about y'all. Y'all have just been so faithful. And I mean, y'all everywhere, all over the country and really the world. Got some friends of mine in uh, Europe. Hadn't heard from them in a while. Uh, actually, I have heard from one of them, but uh, several people throughout Europe that support this show. And I don't know, probably around the world. We don't know with the, with the internet. But tonight, tonight, why? On earth, are we talking about this topic? I just want to briefly hit the need right quick and brother Yeshua, yeah, sure if you're in the house, go ahead and press one. I think I see you, but uh, I just want to make sure that's your number. In the meantime, I just want to establish the need before he comes on very briefly. We're going to just quickly just hit this really quick, and then we're going to bring on the brother, because I think a lot of people are still struggling with this whole topic. You like Five Smooth Stones. You like the shows. You like us talking about the different things, one world government, uh, you know, the fake prosperity in the church. You you love us bringing out truth about the church. And, uh, you know, uh, you love us talking about uh, just the government, uh, secret societies, and all those controversial things we did when we used to have the show, The New World Order. Uh, and then you like us to talk about who the true Jews are. You love those shows. You love how the scriptures we go through, hundreds of scriptures we go through, showing that African America is one of the lost tribes of Israel. Many of you love our angle on white supremacy, how I talk about how it's the biggest uh, threat in America to socialism is white supremacy. You love us talking about blacks in the Bible, so-called black skin, because we don't believe in the concept of black to show no such thing as black, no such thing as white. It's made-up concepts to divide us. Y'all like all that. But tonight, some of y'all, some of y'all have a problem with maybe why we're talking about the difference between Hebrewism and Christianity. Well, a lot of people, a lot of people, don't understand the, the difference. And a lot of people hate Hebrewism. They think it's something to divide the churches. It's something to divide us further. And they really have beef against Hebrew. Some of those that don't know we Israel folks. You look, some of them love five smooth stones, some of the other topics. But when we come to this topic, uh, number one, they don't believe we Israel. Some of them do believe we Israel, but still may not understand the purpose of this show. So this show is to fine-tune what these young people are expressing, to fine-tune more importantly what the Father has said, Israel is to practice. How should we dress? Some Israelites are aware that various dress, they dress a little different. Some of them uh, express themselves when the holidays come a little different. There's a lot, like, like I said earlier, a lot of them don't keep American holidays. They keep the ancient uh, uh, holy days. Is there a beef with that? Some of us Hebrew Israelites do keep some of the uh, holidays, but we just keep it more pure. You know, uh, it's more pure. Uh, we just focus on, uh, you know, like for instance, me. I don't think the he the heathen owned December twenty fifth. 
I don't think they own that date. They don't own that date. They don't own that date. They don't own any date you want to decide to, do, to celebrate the Christ Christ coming. If you want to have friends over tomorrow and celebrate how wonderful it is that Christ comes to earth, I don't think the Messiah would say, don't do that, don't do that. So what happens if you do it on the 25th? You got to skip that day and go to the 26th? I don't believe that. I think you can celebrate. It's all about the spirit. But these brothers and sisters, some of them, some of them, don't won't even do that. They won't. Some of them won't won't pay homage to it because they feel like it's paganism. We'll talk about that. Uh, you got different belief systems within the uh, whole Hebrew Israelite world. And I just want to make this very clear. And I'm bringing I'm bringing on the brother, but I'm, I gotta set this stage, y'all. Gotta set this foundation because a lot of people don't understand the show tonight. So I'm just trying to make some uh, make this clear why we're doing this tonight. But uh, me and brother. Yeshua is not the voice for the Hebrew Israelite community. We're not. No more than the, um, I could bring on a pastor and he be the voice for the church. We just know how we have worshipped, how we have, what we have done on the Sabbath, what we have done on the holy days. You know, that's what all we're here to talk about tonight. But I can assure you this brother I'm bringing on is sharp as a tack. He's one of the greatest minds, I think, and I know he might be tripping out when I say this, but I honestly believe it. This is one of the sharpest young men, I think, in the country. And I think the Father's going to use him if he stay humble and keep listening to the Spirit of the Most High. He is going to be a name you're going to hear for a long time. I just believe that. And y'all see what I mean in a little bit. But, folks, tonight, we want to make it clear at the end of this show, the goal is to show you that we're not these people. The Israelites, the Hebrew Israelite community, is not really being divisive. They are fine-tuning the church. They are fine-tuning a lot of this evil that's in the church that's really, remember, evil pushes people away from the Most High. So they're doing the opposite by saying, hey, the Messiah was not a Caucasian. He wasn't a white man. Take down those images. The Bible says you're not supposed to have any images in the first place. I mean, they're challenging core beliefs, like I said last week, kicking over sacred cows. No, we wasn't cursed. We're the people of the book. You know, they're calling whites out. Some of them are angry. Some of them are angry, as you would be if you found out, listener, that you've been a victim of identity theft. And that's really what's behind a lot of the anger you see in the Hebrew Israelite community in the streets of New York, et cetera, et cetera. That's why you turn on YouTube and you see this 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 anger. Now that anger and even in some cases hatred has almost hijacked the whole movement. But no, it's not gonna do it because the father, this is all prophetic. That it might be fulfilled. Those five words is more important in this whole show. We all are playing parts in the prophetic. Many things need to be done that it might be fulfilled. Christ told, like he told John the Baptist, John the Baptist didn't want to baptize him. Hey, I want you to baptize me. He said, no, no, you got to do it. You got to baptize me that it might be fulfilled. He told his disciples, I'm going to go here, I'm going to go there. That it might be fulfilled. African Americans is doing nothing more than fulfilling prophecy. 
that it might be fulfilled. Whoever Israel is, let's say we're tripping. Israel ain't no black folks. Wherever Israel is at, certain things they may go, they have to go through that it might be fulfilled. This show, this show tonight is happening that it might be fulfilled. How many think I'm tripping? I'm not. Some things has to happen in America, in Babylon. We're going to properly bring that out, that it might be fulfilled. This is bigger than us. Some people want to make it about black folk, but it ain't. It is so much bigger than us. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Lord, Father, help us, help us, help us, help us to be faithful over the show tonight, to present truth to the people, liberate your people, salvage your people, and yes, help us to be that witness to the Gentiles and those outside the camp of Israel, bloodline Israel, that will be moved by this, this God, this Elohim that we worship. Father, I just pray that you would just use Brother Yeshua and myself to reach our people, and even the stranger that dwell among us. These things we, of course, pray in your son's name. Well, folks, I don't want to wait any further. I'm going to go ahead and bring the brother on. And uh, I'm going to hit that a little harder, though, the reason, more reasons. I can think of some, all kind of stuff popping pop in my head. But we don't want the brother on hold too long. So, Again, Brother Yeshua lives in Cincinnati, a good friend of mine, uh, Brother Yeshua, who was on last week. He's a, he knows that brother. He knows uh, Brother John that y'all hear of from time to time on this show. Uh, so this brother is known by all of us, and uh, he is loved by all of us, all of us. So we're going to bring the brother on and uh, put a little music in the background. Y'all know how I do it. Looking forward to this. This would be a little bit of Brothers Johnson's. I think y'all remember who they are. Uh, if I can get the cue to work. Let's do this. And by the way, uh, Israel Now, this is uh, one of the teachers at Israel Now, made the main teacher at Israel Now. Uh, you heard Brother Elisha last week. He contributes here and there mightily greatly, but uh, Brother Yeshua is the main contributor there, so anyway, I'm excited about this, Brother, I'm trying to cue the music up here if we can get it going, so I don't know, let's go ahead and go to the phone lines, I'm having a little trouble with my board again this week, so let's go ahead and just open the phone lines, Eric code 513-307-3000, Brother Yeshua, are you there? Yes, I'm here, bro, shalom, shalom, how's everybody going? Can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. Okay, good. Brother, good. It's, good to, it's good to hear from me. I don't know what's going on. My my board normally is uh, working pretty good, but for some reason, both of my computers is not making put printing the sound, which is strange. Hopefully, we'll fix that. But anyway, we won't let that hold us up. Brother, Yashua, it's so good to have you on the show, man. I hadn't had you in a while, uh, but I just want you to go ahead and tell people a little bit about you and how they can get a hold of you before we get excited and, and forget it. 
So just go ahead and let everybody know a little bit about who you are and how they can get a hold of you, because they are going to want to get a hold of you. Okay, well, thank you, brother. It's definitely good to be here. Uh, I appreciate the invite to uh, come on and um, bring some information to our people. Our people definitely need that. We're scattered people around the world and need to get back to the most high. So um, I definitely appreciate you for giving me that call and that invite and um, just invite me to the show once again. I want to give all praises to the Most High for um, this show tonight and for everything that we're going to bring forth tonight, all the truth that we're going to bring forth. Hopefully the people receive it into their spirit because it's nothing but love that we're here tonight in the first place to try to um, get the people the different things that we've been talking about and been studying for years, the things that we went to the land of Israel together and actually seen with our own eyes, you know. So, um, well, basically, as far as me, um, like you said, um, I'm the uh, head teacher of Israel Now, located in um, Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, we meet, you know, every Sabbath day. Anyone that's listening in the Cincinnati area, come out and join us. We're at 230 Northland Boulevard. Suite 302 in the uh, Forest Park area, and um, definitely you can um, check out our Facebook page, which is uh, Israel Now. Go to the Facebook page, send us a friend request. That's where you can kind of keep up with some of the things that we'll be doing um, in the near future. A lot of times, anything spiritually going on, any gatherings we're having, a lot of times we'll put it on the Facebook page, or you guys can reach out to us that way. We're actually having an event to come up, uh, not this weekend, but the following weekend. Uh, One of my brothers that I'm close to uh, here in the city is throwing it. Um, Brother Yosef is called the, uh, the Summer Conference, where brothers and sisters who acknowledge their Israelite heritage will be coming from all around the country to uh, gather together in Cincinnati, Ohio. It's going to be a very great event. We're going to have a lot of things going on um, uh, where uh, people can mingle together, a a great fellowship. We're going to have a wedding going on. There's going to be a lot of things going on, so you definitely don't want to miss that. It's going to be a lot of power-packed teachers from around the country, breaking down scriptures to edify the people so it's really going to be great it's going to be from thursday through sunday it's going to last four days people coming and staying out of town it's going to be a great event wow wow well like i said folks this man is busy and he's a business owner by the way and uh, brother yeshua is doing a lot of things uh, but more importantly he is used being used of the most high to help awake israel just as Ezekiel 37 talks about how this nation called Israel will be resurrected, folks. And then the Father is going to use a remnant of them to even return to our homeland. That's one of the reasons we visited Israel. So, brother, there's so much to talk about. I, I uh, Again, uh, with regards to Hebrewism and uh, so-called Christianity or so-called Hebrewism and Christianity is so much to hit on and talk about. I don't know which angle harder to take. So here's what I want to do. I want to start off the show. This is how we want to do family and friends. This is, I'm just going to let y'all know exactly what's about to happen so y'all know uh, what we're about to do here. First, we're going to talk about the need, the need to uh, to be a Hebrew or the, not so much to be a Hebrew, the, the need for this message to be known by the world who the true people 
people of the book is. That's what we want to talk about, Brother Yeshua, if you're making notes there. We want to hear it again. The need, the importance, how it relates to anyone listening. I'm a white male listening tonight, and I, I've been touched by the Most High. And I think that you guys are on something. How does it help me, though? Some of us got to be able to answer that. I'm Chinese listening tonight, and I hear what you're saying, and I love what you say. How can that help me and my family? <laughs> I'm in Australia. I'm an Aborigines. And some of the things y'all talk about, my people went through. How can that help me tonight? See, if what you are saying on this planet does not help the planet, our question is it from the Most High. And I can assure you what you're hearing tonight, family, is a global thing. And this needs to happen that it might be fulfilled. So, Brother Yeshua, I want to come at you first. The very first question is, and you ain't got to address all those cultures, but what comes to your mind when you think of when somebody say, how Let's start with the African-American. African-American come to you and say, how does this relate to me, brother? Y'all spend a lot of time in there talking about Hebrew Israel. Y'all got all these names. Y'all don't change y'all names. Like, your name ain't Yahshua. I heard your name was Brother Terry. We were, okay. <laughs> so you got people saying that. So please share with them the importance. And then when he go, I'm going to go. And when Brother Yeshua talks more, I'll come behind him. And we're going to keep going back and forth talking about the various things that we run out. And we want to spend no more than about maybe 15 minutes on this. And we're going to go to some other questions, please. But why is this important? Why is it needed to know? Why do people need to know this? Well, it's uh, very, very important because as we read, I want to – prefaces with the scripture in the book of Psalms that I'm going to read and it's found in chapter 147 Psalms 147 chapter and I wanted to read the 19th and 20th verse Psalms 147 and verse 19 says he showeth his word unto Jacob talking about the most high the most high showed his word unto Jacob his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. He have not dealt so with any nation. So if we can look in the scriptures and we can see that the Almighty gave his word unto Israel, and then he said he did not deal so with any other nation. So first of all, it's very important to know who Israel is, because if you want to know about the Most High, you have to go to Israel, because he only gave his word to Israel as a nation of people, because the Almighty is our Father. And we are his and when children. you say you have to go to Israel, you're talking about go to their culture, go to their understanding. You're not talking about the land itself, right? Right, right. I'm talking about the people of Israel. Not the land of Israel, but the people of Israel. Because all scripture, all history will prove, has proven to us that the people of Israel are not currently in the land of Israel. We're the only people that are not in their own land. We're the only people that scatter in all different lands that are not our own. For example, if you want to find the Chinese people, you go to China. If you want to find the Indians, you go to India. If you want to find the Germans, you go to Germany. But if you want to find the people of Israel, do not go to the land of Israel because all scriptures and all prophets let us know that those people were scattered outside of the land of Israel. 
Now, hold on a second, because there are some people listening that just think you fell to bump your head and don't know what the heck you're talking about. So, elaborate. We're going to hit this a little later on. i, I got another poll where I want to talk about, well, who are those people? So, I don't want to go that deep, because right now we're establishing just the need, just the need. And then we'll get into uh, KZARs and all that later. So, but in about, I don't know, 30 seconds, it, folks are saying, no, not 30 seconds, well, just as much time as you want. But again, I do want to hit this harder later. But just in brief, if we're Israel, who are those people in that land in? And how do you know that? Those people, the world look at as Jews. Now, folks, just so y'all know, the world don't look at them as Jews. A lot of people believe what we believe before we even thought to start talking like this. Okay, folks, some, there's a reason they're hated over in the, uh, or in the Arab countries because they don't respect them as Israel. Like Nassar said, Nassar, one of the leaders of Egypt, the most famous modern leader of Egypt, Nassar, N-A-S-S, but uh, the, the uh, in ASSER, I think Nasser, I think it's the proper spelling. But I was in Egypt and I and I saw this picture and somebody said, "Well, that's our, I saw that was our president, President Nasser. I actually saw a painting of him." But anyway, this is what he, what he said. He says, "I w-, he says there will never be peace in Israel because Israel left black and came back white, and that's just just a fraction of how." Many people over in that region look at those people. But go ahead, Brother Yeshua. Why do you say that we Israel and here, because we got some listeners. We don't want to spend too much time. I'm not being rude. We don't, we don't want to spend too much time nailing, talking about tonight how we know we Israel, because this show is not for that. This show is really for those that been hearing we Israel and many of you even know we Israel, and you don't know the difference between us and Christianity. Then some people kind of see the light, but they just don't understand the difference. So we're more like talking about the difference between two beliefs, and not so much establishing uh, having a show tonight to to name all the scriptures proving we Israel. But do hit that, uh, please. Uh, who are those people then? Okay. Well, basically, what I want to do is bring out one scripture to cause the people to think. Um, a scripture that's written in the book of Revelation, chapter 3 and verse 9. It, it at least has to pique your curiosity. If you believe that the people that currently live in the land of Israel right now today, those uh, Europeans who came from Germany and Russia and um, those lands like that, then you have to look at this scripture and it must at least Pique your curiosity. It's Revelation 3 and verse 9. It says, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them come to worship at thy feet and know that I have loved thee. So at the least, it's going to make you say someone in the world is claiming to be a Jew, but they are not. All right. There's two major groups around the entire world that's claiming to be Jews. The people who currently live in the land who are from Europe and those of us so-called, which were not African-Americans, but, but a lot of people uh, believe we're African-Americans. The people that are so-called African-Americans, a lot of us are waking up to our true identity and we're claiming to be Jews today. So according to this scripture in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 9, one of us are lying. Either the African-Americans are lying and they're really not Jews or the Europeans who live in um you know, in the land of Israel and in Russia and Germany and places like that and um, 
or they're lying. One of these two groups are lying. So how do we know which group is lying and which group is telling the truth? There's a little thing called prophecy. And what is prophecy? To those that don't know, prophecy is when something is foretold by the Most High. The Most High sent his spirit to a prophet, and he'll show him a dream or a vision, or he'll either tell him, um, as he did Moses, face to face and mouth to mouth, as a man speaking to his friend. And he will tell them, this is the thing that's going to happen. And uh, a ton, most of the prophecies were given about what's going to happen to the Jews, i.e. the Israelites. Most of the prophecies that were given was concerning the Israelite people, okay? And as we go to the prophecies, I'm going to show you a few prophecies that the Almighty said is going to happen to the Jews. Now, you have to ask yourself, did this happen to those Europeans who live in Israel, or did this happen to the so-called African Americans? Remember what slavery was. American slavery, they took your child away from you at the time that they were born or shortly after, so you could not teach them their own language. You could not teach them their own culture. You could not teach them their own religion. And they replaced it with another language and another culture and another belief system. Okay? So the question is, what was our true belief system before someone took our babies and changed it? That's right. All right. So let's look at some prophecies real quick. I'm just going to hit one scripture, not do it in detail, because I know Brother Seth has at least probably 15 to 20 shows where you can go back and, um, and, and archive those shows if you want to know in detail how we know where the true Israelites. You can archive those shows for three hours. On a few of them, I would have the pleasure of being on there with him and Brother Ellie Shure. So, um, and uh, brother, brother Yeshua, if I, if I may, if I may, since she just said that, he is absolutely right. Just, just real quick, thirty seconds, real quick. Uh, but you can do that by typing blog, uh, blog talk radio on it. Google it, blog talk radio, and just simply type in five smooth stone. That's all you gotta do. Just type in blog talk radio. Five smooth stone. You'll see over three hundred shows, and you'll see all kind of shows named. Uh, black biblical Hebrew Israelites, or uh, uh, proof of black biblical Israelites. You'll see something that, along that title, and that's what that brother said. But go ahead. Right, right. Okay. Now let's go to the book of Luke, Luke chapter twenty-one, and we're we're going to look at the words of the Messiah. What did the Messiah say concerning this issue, and what can we gather from these scriptures? I'm going to read Luke chapter twenty-one, verse twenty-two through twenty-four. And it says, For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. When it talks about something that's written may be fulfilled, it's talking about a prophecy, as I explained earlier. Verse 23 says, But woe unto them that, get, that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. For there shall be great distress in the land, and wrath upon this people. Now look at the wrath that he's saying is coming upon his people. Look at verse 24. They shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations. Now, he said that his people is going to be led away captive into all nations. So we have to ask ourselves, if the Messiah said this and he walked the earth how long? 2,000 years ago. What people within the past 2,000 years, now we have a time frame, within the past 2,000 years, what people was led away captive into all nations? And then look at the latter part of verse 24. While the true Jews were led away captive into all nations, what happened to our land? And Jerusalem shall be trodden down. Trodden down just means walked upon by the Gentiles. 
So this prophecy is very clear to let us know that the true Jews will be led away captive into all nations within the past 2,000 years. During that same time frame, who's going to live in our land while we're led away captive? That means you're forcibly taken away from your land into somewhere else and became a slave. And while that happened to us, Jerusalem shall be trodden down by who? The Gentiles. This prophecy is twofold. Number one, it tells us that the true Jews are, are led away captive into all nations, and we could go to our history and show that we were led away captive into Cuba. We were led away captive into North America, into South America, into Brazil and Haiti and all these different lands. And I'm not even dealing with the lands of the East that we were also led away captive to. Okay, and the second part we can glean from this scripture is what? That it lets us know who is currently living in the land of Jerusalem today. The scripture does not identify those people as Jews. It identifies them people as Gentiles. Wow. So this is one major prophecy right here. So wow. back to Revelation chapter 3, when it said those that call themselves Jews and are not, this prophecy lets us know who's lying and who's not. The people that were led away captive are not the liars. The people that are currently living in the land are the liars because they're called Gentiles by the words of the Messiah. And let me say this really, really quickly, and look like we got a, a, a question already. I told you it's going to be a lot. Uh, that phone line, I look, it's going to be buzzing today. And remember, if you're on the phone lines, you can't comment. It's not a problem. Press one. Brother said to get to you as soon as he can. This brother got to finish what he's saying. I'll come to you. Look like we got a Texas call here. But, but listen, folks, if you are listening to this show, and you have been taught by your churches that Israel is over there, and there's millions. Some of you might be even so-called Jews yourself, Israelis yourself listening. Let's just, let me say one thing on behalf of Five Smooth Stone. I want everybody to hear me loud and clear. This show promotes love. I love every single one of y'all. I say it every single week. And ain't nothing you can do about it. I have no hatred in my heart. I don't think Brother Yeshua does either for the Jewish people. When he say liars, you might not have told a lie, uh, Mr. Jew, Jewish person listening on the phone line, supposedly Jew. We're saying you've been lied to. We're not saying you necessarily told a lie, but somebody knew better. A lie is when you know better and you tell it or false. Some of y'all are spreading stuff you just don't know. Your mom and passes down, your daddy passes down to you, and they, you're going to find out that you're believing a lie. So know that we're not spreading no hate for you. But at the same time, you got people coming to the phone lines. They're not really happy about this theft of birthright. People get killed in the Bible. People get murdered, killed in the Bible. I don't even know if you would call it murder or kill, probably justice. But they was murdered in the Bible over a theft of birthright. It's very serious to to have identity theft for someone to take your land, your culture, your tongue, and parade around you, control the world. Be a part of your demise in the slave trade and all the other things. You know that a lot of so-called, some of you Jewish people, if you're listening, that you was a part of. So that's the only thing I'm going to say to you tonight on the show is just know that we love you as a human being, but we despise what you're practicing in the land of Israel. That is our land. Hebrew is our language. Many of the cultures you are trying to perform was done by our people. So those of you Christians listening, don't think this is a hate show. You got the wrong blog. 
We're just simply looking at the scriptures and declaring who Israel and trying to sort out in the scriptures what the Father is saying tonight. So know that. Brother Yeshua, let's do this. Let's take this question really quick on the phone lines because the phone line is loaded. And I don't want these questions to start stacking up here. But remember, anybody right. can come on and ask a question. It's not a problem. Uh, we don't have any rules. Uh, you know, we'll let you know how long you can talk. Just come on and share whatever's on your heart. Uh, the only protocol is that you don't be that you not be disrespectful of our guests or myself. Okay, let's go to the phone lines. Air code eight one seven eight four six Texas call. Who am I speaking with? Hold on, let's try it again. Air code eight one seven eight four six. Who am I speaking with? Shalom, sir. Shalom. Who am I speaking with? Really cool. Man, I thought you had yeah, surgery and you couldn't talk. How you, you doing, brother? Like I talk. <laughs> no, you don't sound normal, so I'm up with your mouth. But anyway, this brother just had oral surgery, and he said he he was supposed to be on. This is Brother Elishua, y'all, from last week. Y'all missed a very good show, informative show, and Brother Yeshua is picking up. But go ahead and say hi to your brother. Shalom, right, brother. Hey. Good to hear from you. All right, fam. How you doing, man? <laughs> good, good. Good. Yeah, man, good. I look forward to coming down there seeing y'all brothers real soon. Oh man, likewise. Look like look forward to you coming here. Yeah, I just wanted to be I just want to sit on the line mostly and listen, Seth, and if there's something that you know you just need my input in then you can hit me. But for the most part I'm gonna sit in and listen to y'all. Um I can do a little bit. I took some medication eight, so I might get something good for about an hour, but I didn't want to miss it. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, okay, you, bro. You, you sound horrible, man, to tell you the truth, but we can make out what you're saying. But, yeah, you're right. I might just bring you on the line. So I see your number, and we may just come to you. But uh, uh, hopefully everybody got a chance to listen to you last week because uh, Brother, uh, brother uh, Elishua hit on a lot of key points, folks. And this, this brother here, uh, Brother Yashua, is not going to disappoint y'all as well. So, Brother Ella, sure. We will hit you back for sure, and uh, even though you have had surgery, and man, if we need you, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, all right. And with Brother LSU, he's just letting us know he's supporting us, and he's on the line, and I'm going to mark his number here, so we'll have it. But uh, let's hit this a little longer, please. Uh well, actually, I think you did a good job, and I want to go back to that a little later on and talk about the Khazars, because, folks, man, should we do that? What do you think, brother? I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and, and, and just, I, I want to do this later, but let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about the people in the land of Israel. Y'all heard me say I love everybody, so hopefully ain't nobody upset, but let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about that. You mentioned, uh, for those of you that's... Didn't write it down. He mentioned Revelations 2 and 9, 3 and 9, where the Father is talking about a people that's going to come that say they are Jews, but they are not. Now, if it's in the scriptures that somebody's going to say they are Jews, it must going to be millions and millions of people. It must going to be the whole world. And and I'm telling y'all, that's exactly what the scripture is saying. And here, I have a question for everybody listening. If those are the real Jews in Israel today, much to respect them as, as human beings, Again, we don't agree with the, their claim. But if they are, when did Revelation 2 and 9, 3 and 9 happen? Exactly. <laughs> That's a great if question. If they are the real Jews, when did the people come to them saying, we're the real Jews? And the Father said in Revelation 2 and 9, 3 and 9, 
I know those who say they are Jews and they're not, but the synagogue will say, and if they're the real Jews in Jeremiah 1, here's another scripture, here's another verse, chapter rather, where the father said he was going to call all of the families of the north. Folks, that is a Bible verse. I'm telling y'all, it's to just read the book, the chapter, Jeremiah 1. I can't think of the exact verse, but it's really the whole chapter. The Father is talking about sending all. He used the word all of the families of the north. He's going to send them to Jerusalem as a punishment against his people when he scattered them. And remember, so I know what some of y'all are thinking. I got your number. I know what some of y'all are thinking. Hey, that's ancient stuff, man. Ain't got to do with us. This is 2017. Y'all talking about stuff that happened thousand, thousand years ago. Remember Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy is a book in the Bible. Deuteronomy 28, verse 46 says, And these blessings or curses is going to be upon Israel forever. These blessings or curses going to be upon Israel forever. Whenever you see anything in that Bible that ancient Israel did, they're going to repeat it forever. The blessings and the curses that you just see in Deuteronomy 28 is going to repeat forever. Leviticus 26, those are going to repeat forever. It's not just curse, curse, curse. And, we're going to, and i got to say this. i got to say this, brother. Uh, brother, got to say this. Right, go ahead. Brother Yahshua, people are listening to you, and they are believers, and their pastors are telling them they are not cursed, that Christ has come and died and shed his blood. I know I've got a lot of people listening now. And through his blood, they're no longer cursed. And they are absolutely right individually, individually, saints, if you have accepted the, if you accepted the Father, you, you, you open open up your heart and allow the Father to you invite Him to your heart and your life, and you submit it to His will. I know I'm not saying you gotta be perfect. If you've done that, the blessings of the Father, as long as you're obedient and your hearts they obedient, I should say, that spiritual Jew, you know, where your heart is circumcised, yeah, you will be blessed. That's the highest form of living on the earth. But we're not talking about you individually. This show tonight, I'm so glad I thought to say this one real quick. Folks, this show tonight is not about an individual. This is about a nation. This is nation talk. This is what's going to happen to a group of people, millions of folks. We are not talking about you and your husband. Uh, you know, you. We're not talking about individual people. Case in point, Christ was the most powerful being ever come to this earth. He came, his nation was in captivity. When he left, his nation was in captivity. I know y'all not going to say he was cursed. He was blessed beyond measure. But he instituted something for his people. But he did not change the state of Israel. So let's get this straight. We're just trying to analyze what we're going through as a people and how we line up with the scriptures and who we are as a people and how this differ from Christianity. Eventually we'll get into that. But just for the record, Christians, believers, those of you that's claiming the scriptures, you can do that and you will be blessed by that. But you're still going to mourn for your nature. You're going to mourn for your nephews and nieces. So in a sense, you are going to experience some of the curses by way like Christ. He weeped. He weeped at Lazarus' grave. He knew he was going to raise Lazarus. Why did he cry? Because of the doubt and unbelief of his people. So you are going to see pain if you are in this nation. If nothing else, just watching your 
relatives go through it. But you can have the victory. Yes, you can have the victory. You can be healed. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. The Bible talks about Psalms 91. No evil will come near thy dwelling. Yes, that's true. You can claim that. You can claim that, folks. You can claim blessing for your children. The angels are there to protect you, lest you dash your feet against the stone. Many scriptures talk about blessings for you individually. So, yes, all of those things have happened since the Messiah shed his blood. We ain't on no curse, 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 down, down, down. We just stomp, 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 white folks ruling. We we ain't on that. I'm not on it. I don't think Brother Yeshua is either. But we're talking about a nation, on the other hand, that is at the bottom of every single aspect of life. So, Brother Yeshua, let's just kind of finish up on who these people are, because when you made the statement of who we are, and we're going to spend no more than five more minutes on on these people, I want you to briefly get into the Khazar, uh, how your experience in Israel with the actual Israeli uh, person in, in, in college and school, what happened there? Let's share that real quick so people can see just how deep this goes. Oh, right, right. It's like a... Um like the rabbit hole, you know, that people say, uh, pretty much it's um, once we have the spirit of the Most High and the Most High shows us who we are and we're able to navigate our way correctly through the scriptures and we can see who we are as a people and we walk in that boldly, um, pretty much all other people with any other doctrine, they all just fall to the wayside, um, including the people in Judaism which we see time and time again. As you know, when we were in the land of Israel, we talked to many of those who I call fake Jews, and it's not a trying to be demeaning or disrespectful. It's just a way of just telling the plain truth. You know what I mean? Sometimes we just got to lay it out and just tell the plain truth, you know. And um, I have to say it that way because the only other words I can call them is worse than that. And it's the words that the scriptures call them. You know what I mean? Uh, we just read Revelation 3 and 9, and it said that they're liars, those that call themselves Jews and not. Revelation 2 and 9 says the same thing. Um, Revelation 2 and 9 actually says that they're the synagogue of Satan. So I would think that they would rather I call them fake Jews than the synagogue of Satan. But with that be said, um, you know, when we were in the land and even when we were traveling over there, you know, we were speaking to many of them. And um, as we walk in this boldly and are knowing who we are in our culture, they, for the most part, could do nothing but submit to the um, to all of the different things that we said. And that's what happened um, every single time. So I, I had a conversation with one who was actually um, over there studying to uh, to be a teacher, what they call a so-called rabbi. And we talked about the different prophecies, and, you know, I explained to him that these things fit our people, and how do they fit your people? And I let him know that, you know, we believe that we're the true Israelites, and these are the scriptures. Why? And we had a conversation for a while, and, you know, he could not give me any of the prophecies that fit his people. And he just looked at me right in my face, right in my eye, and said, everything that you're telling me is the truth. And I said, so you know this, so you admit that, you know, and he admitted that we are the true Jews and not them, you know what I mean? But if it wasn't for me already knowing this, he would have never said it. They're not going to go to you Christians who believe they're the Jews because they like to glory in in the fact that people thinking that they're Israel. They like to glory in that. But when we know who we are, they just readily write out admit it, you know what I mean? Archaeology, ar archaeology proves who we are. 
prophecy prove who we are, history prove who we are, all scriptures prove who we are. And again, um, I reference um, some of your shows in the past. I remember you had me and a brother that was just on, Ellie Shore, and yourself. And remember, we did a show one time for people who don't even read the Bible, who don't even believe in the yes. Bible. And we prove, and we prove through straight uh, history, through um, secular history, that we're Israel, just with history. And this is for the people who uh, don't even believe in the Bible, Egyptologists and all these different type of people that come against the word of the Most High. They cannot prove that they're descendants of the Egyptians, and none of them even try to do that. But we can prove by straight history where our people were in all these different times and came all the way down to America. Now, now go ahead and hit it if you don't mind, King Mulan, because a lot of people are going to go check this out. I want them to, and then we're going to just get off who those people are, okay? One, just okay. If you could, tell them what you told the, the, the so-called Jew in Israel. Okay, well, basically, um, it, it leads back to what we just read in Revelation, talking about those that call themselves Jews and are not. Well, that was, again, a prophecy of something that's going to happen, you know? And and the uh, fruition of that prophecy, the start, the beginning of that prophecy started around the uh, 7th century. And when I say the 7th century, it was around um, 700, to be exact, around 740 A.D., which you can check uh, your history. Everybody have Google and smartphone these days. It's not that hard. You check out um, a people called the Khazars, which is spelled K-H-A-Z-A-R. It was a Turkish people who lived in Turkey at the time. Their religion at the time of 740 A.D., their religion was Turkish shamanism. That was the religion, the paganism that they were in. Well, during this time, they also had a mighty army during this time. And these are historical facts, which I'm stating here. And so during the same time, the uh, Christians under the Catholic, when I say Christians, and we're going back to this far back, the only Christians that, that they talk about in history during that time were the uh, the Catholics, the Catholic Church. There were no Baptists at that time. There were no Jehovah Witnesses. There were no Methodists at that time, Episcopalian, and all of these other religions that people have since made up, okay? Um, so when they say the Christians during that time, they were talking about the Catholic Church, which had a mighty army at that time. They were going around the world trying to, not trying to, but they were actually doing, forcing people to become Catholic, and if they did not become Catholic, they would kill them. They were killing people that were witches and witchcraft. They were killing people that were Muslims. They were killing uh, people that by nationality were Israelites and followed the truth of the scriptures. They were killing all type of people. And so at the same time, the Muslims had a strong, mighty army as well, and they were battling against the Christians. And the Muslims were trying to do the same thing, trying to force people to convert to Islam or, or pretty much you die. Now, these two forces were battling. Now, a key strategic place uh, that separated the Muslim lands from the Christian lands was by the Black Sea, and it was a land called the Land of Khazaria. The Land of Khazaria today is now called Turkey. And this is where the Khazars live, or the Turkish people live. At that time, they were called the Khazars. Well, these people were not Muslims at the time, and they were not Christians at the time. But they did have a strong, mighty army, and they did live in the land, that was in the middle of the, the, the Muslims had to cross their land to get to the Christian lands, and the Christians had to cross over there to get to the Muslims. So they both 
petitioned these people, and the king at the time was named King Bulan. And they both sent the petition to him saying, hey, the Christians said, help us to fight against the Muslims since you have a strong and mighty army. And wow. the Muslims did the same thing. They said, hey, help us to fight against the Christians. And the Khazars chose to not go either way because they knew. So the Christians said, we want you to convert to Christianity and help us to fight. The Muslims said, we want you to convert to Islam and help us to fight. Well, they wanted to stay neutral and stay out of the fight. They had a strong enough army at the time that they didn't have to join either force. So what they did, they said, we're not going to join the Christians. We're not going to join the Muslims. We're going to go to a belief system that was before them both, okay? So they they called it Judaism, but what they said is that they brought up a representative for Christianity, which they didn't accept, a representative for Islam, which they did not accept, and then they brought up a representative, which was a true Hebrew Israelite, one of our nations. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on, Brother Yeshua. Are y'all listening to this? This is your history, folks. I've already verified it. And I'm not talking about no Wikipedia. This is your real history. And a lot of the so-called Jews will say this. Like he said, the, the gentleman said in Israel, I cannot refuse nothing you said. I can't deny nothing you said. And he was talking right. to young people that is studying. And those are the sharpest people you can talk to because they're going through all that now in their studies. Go ahead. Right, right. And so what they did to uh, refrain from joining either side, they converted to what they call Judaism. And since then forward, from 740 A.D. forward, they've been calling themselves the Jews, the true people of the book, which um, all historical records show that they are not descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They are actually not even descendants of Shem. They are descendants of Japheth, the same, the same as all Europeans descend from Japheth. They descend from Japheth as well, and even um, in their historical sources, they admit that they're descendants from Japheth. There's a story where a true Israelite heard that there was a, a, a kingdom um, in the land of Khazaria where there was a lot of uh, Jews, and he went up and he sent a letter to them to say, hey, what tribe are you from? And the letter came back, and this is in the uh, in the museum as well. This letter is still in the museum, and the letter came back and said, we are a descendant of Noah's son Japheth through Togomar. And then the true Israelite seen that, and he never wrote him another letter. Because, of course, you cannot be a descendant of Japheth and be a Jew. You have to be a descendant of Sham and be a Jew. And that those things exist today. Not only that, most of our people don't know that even in the Jewish encyclopedia today, they admit that they are not the biological descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, even right now today. But, of course, we're not wow. going to read those things. Wow. And that's in it. <laughs> Say that again. It's in the, say it again. It's in the Jewish Encyclopedia, which many of the uh, the top, their teachers know, that they still admit that they're not the physical and biological descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And that's Judica, the Encyclopedia Judica. I've heard that many times. Now, listen, right. folks, real quick. Uh, is this brother, he going to swing? He going to swing, and he'll take a breather, and I'm going to swing. Just really briefly, the Bible says that the Scripture says that the Father will scatter Israel. Many of you know that, okay? Some of you Christians should know that as well. Watch this. Watch this. And I consider myself Christian, too, in some ways. Uh, you know, I don't claim 
some of this foolishness, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But really brief, I want to name some scriptures where the Father talks about how he was scared of Israel, because some of y'all don't know, know anything about that. Now, when I read, mention these scriptures, I want y'all to think about something really brief. I'm, I'm going to turn this right back over to the brother, because I'm interviewing him tonight primarily. Folks, listen, if the Father say he's going to scatter you among all people, you are only 8% of the world's population, and you're only 8% of the world's population, and you're only 8% of the world's population, and you mainly consecrated in Europe, you don't have the numbers to be scattered to the four corners. See, this is what I mean by, the brother was saying earlier, we can prove this archaeology, we can prove this through DNA, we can prove this through the scriptures. This is common sense right here. <laughs> I'm thinking about this one day, brother, issue, and I got tickled. Listen to this. Whites are pretty much in Europe. Some in Canada, you know, but the bulk of so-called white people. And then I can confuse this whole theory of them being white by going to India and, and, and looking at albinism in India. When you see an albino in India or Pakistan, you going to be looking at a white person. You're not going to even think they're an albino. You're going to say, there's a white man visiting. So he opened up his mouth and says, oh, no, I'm not from here. I've never spoke, never been to England. Then you're going to go, wow. Wow. So that's not even the home of white people. The home of white people is in the DNA of black folk. Wherever we're at, we produce white people. Like I said, you can put black folks on the island, come back in 500 years, you can have white people. You put white folks on the island, come back five, not 500 years, but 5,000 years, there will be no black people. Let me say it again. I'm talking fast. If you put black people on the island, for 500 years, you come back, it's going to be whites, people that can pass for whites, that can go to Europe and pass for white. If you put black, uh, white people on the island for 5,000, 5 million years, you won't see one single black person. All of dark-skinned melanin produce all these people, so I don't believe at all that that's their home. But anyway, let's just go ahead and say y'all believe that. Uh, white people is white, okay. They're vastly in Europe, right? If the Father scattered throughout the four corners, you're going to see them every part of the globe. And, and I've been to 24 countries, and I'm telling you they're not there. So think about that. That's just common sense. They're not there, folks, especially they're fulfilling scriptures like being at the bottom, serving the Pharaoh that the Father has put over them. They're not there. Deuteronomy 28:64. Moreover, the Lord will scatter you among all people. From one end of the earth to the other end of the earth, there you shall be. You shall serve other gods, wood and stone, which you or your fathers have not known. Leviticus twenty six thirty three. You, however, I will scatter among the nations and will draw you out. A swore. I will repeat that. You, however, I will scatter among the nations and will draw out a sword after you. As your land become desolate and your cities become waste. Deuteronomy 4 and 27. The Lord will scatter you among the people. I'm not going to read all these verses. I'm just going to hit the scatter part for, for time's sake. Psalms 106:27, And that he would cast their seed among the nations and scatter them into the land. Jeremiah 9 and 16. I will scatter thee among the nations where neither, nor, where neither they nor their fathers have known. What land is that? Israel knew every land. Wait a minute. Jeremiah 9 and 16. I will scatter thee among the nations, whom neither thou nor thy fathers have known. And I will send a sword after them until I have annihilated them. Oh, my goodness. 
Ezekiel twelve and fifteen. So they will know that I'm the Lord when I scatter the when I scatter them among the nations and spread them among the countries. Why people don't have enough numbers to fulfill these scriptures? Remember they're eight percent now. That's before they killed a whole billion uh, a whole planet full of uh, non white people. I met a guy by the name of, just real quick, Brother Yeshua, I met a guy by the name of Jefferson Edwards. He's been talking about racism forever, and I challenged his theory about the so-called white man being from Japheth, black man being from Ham, and the in-between man from Shem. I challenged his theory. I said, well, why is he going to kill the whole planet full of people, Brother Yeshua? They have literally killed an entire planet full of non-white people. If them people live and their children, children live... Minus the death, some would have died, many of would have died. You would even have eight percent of white people, brother. Yes, yeah, there's some little noise in the background there. A little noise, folks. Really briefly, and then I'm going to go back to you, brother. Yeshua. Think about this. Whites, I call this balancing the population. If you brought back all those people that white people have killed, I know they killed each other, but they've killed. Four more non-white people. If you just simply bring back those people on the planet, I call it balancing the population. I told Brother Jefferson Edwards, you would not even have 8% whites. I mean, if we right now go and just kill up everybody in Europe and then start, I mean, come on, folks. This is common sense. Whites have murdered a whole planet full of black folks. If they lived and their children children have lived and their children children and children have lived, there would be eight percent white. Now let's go back and read the same same verses. It's impossible for whites to be scattered in every nation. They don't have the kind of numbers. They're highest now that they have ever been, eight percent. Some people say ten percent. Folks, they're not in every nation. But I can tell you who is in every nation. Dark skinned people claiming they're Israelites, and they've been doing it before in 1948. But there's other scriptures, Psalms 106:27, and that he would cast their seed among the nations and scatter them to the land. Oh, I read that one. Uh, Ezekiel 12 and 15, Ezekiel 20 and 23, Ezekiel 22:15, Zechariah 10 and 9, Jeremiah 13 and 24. Therefore, I will scatter them like drafting straw to the desert wind. Ezekiel 5 and 10, therefore fathers will eat their sons among you, and the sons will eat their fathers, for I will execute judgment on you and scatter all your remnant to every wind. And that's not talking about eat literally, that just means take what's not theirs. Jeremiah 18 and 17, folks, it's all kind of scriptures, I'm not going to read all these scriptures, but truly Israel will be scattered, and white people don't have the genetics to pull that off. I want to share one more thing, and then I want to turn this over to this brother. Again, we both is, is just talking here, but he's mainly I'm mainly interviewing him. But I gotta say this, folks. I went to Israel. Uh, one of those times I went. Many of you know I went from 2001 to 2008 uh, every year, and I I saw I always seek like brother Yeshua to talk to them. You know, because I I go in love, I really do, and I just go to to just just basically say hey. What's going on? You know, who are y'all? I mean, I just, I mean, I, I do it in a very friendly way, okay, just like he did. And this brother was up there. He was literally sharing his faith. They call them flyers or uh, uh, tracks where you try to give people little booklets about your God. And he was up there sharing his faith. 
He had a little podium, Brother Yeshua, and he was just preaching and trying to hand people stuff. And someone was throwing it down. They weren't trying to hear him. Now, I walked up to him, y'all. You know I live for this type of dialogue. Not not being in a bad spirit, I just want to hear what they're saying so I can come back and tell you people, my friends and family, what's really going on. So I stood there, and he looked right in my eyes and knew I wanted to talk to him. And guess what he did, family and friends? He ignored me. So I said, you know what, he's got to come back to his point to get his things, Brother Yahshua. So I didn't move. I just stood there. I stood there. Finally... After standing for about 15 minutes, he had to come back to this podium. That's where all his literature was. And this is what he said to me, family and friends. So, are you a football player, baseball player, basketball player from America? That's what he said to me. Now, that's offensive in and of itself, looking at my side and thinking I'm some, you know, athlete. So this is what I said to him, brother Yahshua and family and friends. This is what I told this gentleman, calling himself a Jew, there sharing his faith with his literature. I said, no, I'm just one of the lost tribes of Israel that have come back to my homeland just to see how things be. Folks, folks, if I'm lying to y'all, may the Father punish me. This is what this man did. He looked down at the ground. He would not say another word to me. He would not look in my eye, and he is required by law to share his faith with me after I make a comment like that. He's supposed to tell me how he is Jew and who is father. That That is a requirement for Israel because I'm a so-called Gentile. That man looked at the ground and never looked at me, and I stood there and stared at him for about a minute. Now, y'all may say, oh, that wasn't long. A minute is a long time. Look at your clock and just stare at something for a minute. I sit there and I looked at him like, how dare you? And I had a look on my face. I just looked at him. I just looked at him. I say, I am one of the lost tribes of Israel that have returned to see what's going on in my land. And I just stood there for a minute and just looked at him. And I walked away, and I kept looking back, and I walked away, and I kept looking back. And that man, as far as I remember, I walked about, I don't know, maybe 30 feet. He was still looking down at the ground because he had been caught. So, Brother Yeshua, I think we hit that pretty hard, that these people are not one of the lost tribes of Israel. Again, anybody listening to the show tonight will hear much love for them and respect for them. I want to move on, switch gears. We've got lots more things to talk about. We want to talk about what's coming your way, family and friends. We're going to talk about the feast days. What do the Israelites do? What do the Christians do? Holidays versus holidays. Sabbath, uh, dress code. How do the Israelites dress? Why is it important? Uh, do they differ from Christians, okay? Uh, the worshiping on the Sabbath versus Sunday worshipers. Uh, we want to talk about the name change. Ooh, that's going to be good. Brother Yeshua, I know you like you, you, you got a very some good scriptures on why Israel is going right here claiming all these names, just like you change your name. The Bible actually said that Israel would do that. Did y'all know that? The actual name change that a lot of people are doing on Facebook and Brother Yeshua and Brother Elishua, who's 
name original with Gary Ellison. They're changing their names. And somebody said, oh, y'all trying to be like the Jews. Well, did y'all know the scripture says that when Israel began to resurrect, that they would do that, brother? Yeshua's going to hit that. We already talked about the Khazars. We're not going to talk about that anymore. And so a lot of things coming your way. A lot of things are coming your way. Brother Yeshua, what I'd like to do, if you don't mind, is take a quick little break here, and I'm going to holler at you offline, and then we're going to come back. So are you okay with a little short break here, uh, sir? Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine, yep. So uh, I I knew it would be exciting. I knew we would be uh, hitting these um, series. Just hearing it all. Folks, I've been talking about this for over 25 years. And just this show right now, some of the things this brother is saying, some of the stuff I never heard, some of it, a few things. So I'm telling you, you can never learn enough. And then some of it is just is good to be reminded. It's just good to be reminded of some of these serious facts. Again, a theft of birthrights, what we're talking about tonight, how a lot of our people is reclaiming their true heritage, and we're going to later talk about what is the difference between the Israelites and the Hebrew, I mean, and the uh, and Christianity. So we'll be right back, folks. And my little board here that's acting up, but we're going to switch computers. That's why you got to have two, brother. But listen, brother Yashir, while I'm getting this song, I, again, I just want to thank you for coming on, man. You're doing a very good job. And do you have anybody from your uh, synagogue or church that's going to be that you want to uh, bring on anything while I'm queuing this up uh, after the break, perhaps? Um, No, I don't. I don't have anybody. Uh, some of them may want to uh, press one and ask some questions, though, and that'll be good. But um, no, I don't have anybody okay. I want to bring in. All right. Well, we'll take a little short break, and we'll be back again. If you would, Brother Yashua, and you all want to chime in, uh, let us know how we're doing or whatever, press one. Also, Brother LSU, your hand is up. You need to press one. And folks, again, we'll be back shortly. I don't think this board is going to work. I don't understand. This is, happens all the time. Oh, my goodness, boy, I tell you. Well, let's do this. Let's just take a break in a second. Let me just go ahead and uh, reboot my computer. While I reboot my computer, let's do this, brother. Yeah, sure. We're going to not let the enemy win on this. I'm telling you all, I'm having two computers, and they both is not acting right. And normally that's blog talking, not me, whenever both computers do that. But let's do this, folks. Brother Yashua, the first thing I want to hit on, uh, I was going to do it after the break, but we'll do it now, is before we again get into the dress codes and the and the um, feast days and all that, I want to address something that a lot of Israelites are doing on Facebook, and that's the, the so-called hatred. I want you to address that, because a lot of Christians are turned off by anybody claiming to be Hebrew Israelite because of the things they're saying about white people and the hatred that is just spewing on the streets of New York. And please address that, sir, if you don't mind, while I'm rebooting my computer. Okay, good, good. That's no problem at all. Um, for those that follow, you know, this thing about... Um, watching a lot of YouTube videos and things like that. And, and you see um, the brothers, not all of them, but a lot, but some of them, there is a lot of them as well, but not every single person, but some of them on there saying, you know, that they hate the white man and things like that. And they hate them. These are the same people that say the white man are Edomites. That's what they call them. They believe that white people descend from um, Abraham, 
had a son named Isaac, and Isaac had a son named Jacob and Esau. They believed that the white people, all the white people in the world, a lot of them believe this, all the white people in the world descend from Esau, therefore they are Edomites. And so they teach and they say that um, they they hate the Edomites, and they say and teach that, that you should hate Edomites. Well, that's very easily to address because we have a command about that very topic, which I'm going to read. It's Deuteronomy chapter 23. And this command should be an end-all, be-all right here. Now, you may say the most I hated Esau, but that don't have nothing to do with you. You know what I mean? You can't do everything the most I do. Did the most I hate Esau? Yes. But should you hate Esau or Edomite? Let's see. Deuteronomy chapter 23 and verse 7 says, Thou shalt not abhor. The word is A-B-H-O-R. If anyone want to know what that means, it means hate. So it might as well say hate. It's, it's a synonym. It means the word means the same thing as hate. Thou shalt not abhor an Edomite, for he is thy brother. But these same people will tell you that Edomites are not your brother, and I hate them. Well, the scripture says, thou shalt not hate an Edomite because he is your brother. Then it also says, thou shalt not abhor an Egyptian because thou was a stranger in his land. So I don't know what else to say about that. If these people will accept the scriptures and accept the word of the Almighty, the Almighty told you right here, you shall not hate an Edomite. And they believe that these white people are Edomites, and they also hate them, which goes directly against the scripture. Again, we don't hate anybody, but we still recognize who our enemies is. We still don't put ourselves in a position to be hurt even farther by our enemies. We still treat our enemies like our enemies. You know, uh, sometimes one of your own nation is your enemy. If I'm at home right now with my family and uh, Israelite brother, when I say Israelite, I'm talking about by nationality. Not that he's keeping the laws of the Most High, not that he even knows he's an Israelite, but he is. If I'm at home with my family and an Israelite man or two try to break in my house to harm my family, to harm my children, to harm my wife, that's my enemy. And I must treat him like an enemy at that time. Or my whole family can be dead. You know, your enemy is those, as the Messiah said, who is my brother but those that do the will of my father. You know, sometimes these things run deeper than than uh, biological brothers. Um, uh, it runs deeper than um, even nationality sometimes, you know, just as um, when Saul was trying to kill King David, but Saul's son and King David was very close like brothers, you know. So, um, so yeah, I just wanted to bring out that scripture because that scripture should be the end all be all with that whole topic right there for anybody saying that they hate all Edomites and they're justifying it, that goes directly against the scripture. Beautiful. Beautifully put. And I want to add to that, the brother's on point and his scripture, the Bible talks about in Ephesians 6, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. You want to know who the enemy is? Principalities. You want to know who the enemy is? Principalities. Spiritual wickedness in high places. I don't buy it. I don't see how nobody can get that far off, but I do understand it's very natural and normal. After seeing people mistreat you for hundreds of years, thousands of years, and furthermore, to go to your holy land, your land of your forefathers, steal your culture, it is very normal and natural to have animosity, and we need to remember that. But 
The Bible tells us there's something behind it. We got to remember, folks, our rebellion is our enemy. <laughs> the, the Most High said, if you don't do this, you don't do that, you don't do this. This is gonna happen. That's gonna happen. This is gonna happen. So he went and hired some folks to do it. Why are y'all hating the people that you hired? That was hired to do it. I don't buy the whole hate thing. I don't buy the whole hate thing. I said again, I don't buy the whole hate thing. I want to say this, then we can move on. Folks, listen. <laughs> when the Bible talks about it and the father hated, um, talks about Esau, when it talks about him hating, I don't believe that meant that we, this is what Brother Yeshua and I probably would disagree. That's okay. Y'all, we ain't no sisters here. We're men. And we don't agree on everything. And one day I'm going to see what he's saying. And one day he'll see what I'm saying. Whoever, that's how we look at it. We just roll like that, okay? So we ain't no sitting up no little just, you know, well, whatever you say. No. I don't believe that the father hated Esau. I think when he said that, he hated his ways. It was like, you know, at that moment he was just saying, this person I hate. I don't, let me tell you why I say that. Because the Bible says very clearly in John 3.16, for God so loved the world, the world. If he hated anybody, when they when Christ come up to them, he would not have forgiven their sins. The Bible said the Father was in the Son, not imputing sin on the man. He didn't hold nobody's sin against him. The Father was in the Son, not imputing sin unto man. One more time, the Scripture says that the Father, and please forgive me for not turning to it right now for time's sake, but the Father, many of you know this, says that the Father was in the Son, not imputing sin unto mankind. The blessings of Israel come up, I mean, the blessings of Israel uh, come up on mankind. The blood of Christ have cleansed everybody from their sin. If, if, father, if the Father hated anybody, hated, really hated anybody, they would need be not a part of the household of faith. He would not allow them in. The scripture talks about certain ways you're supposed to treat the stranger. He don't say if you're from Esau, you get no blessings. Never ever be true to them. You know, we know that the Malachites was destroyed completely off the earth because of what they did. But I just that's just my take on the whole hating Esau. So y'all is trying to build that for a case to hate white folks. You're tripping. White folks are not our enemies. And I said this, and I've been saying it for years. I'm going to say it again. Y'all heard Brother Yeshua, and he's got the mic. He, you, Brother, Brother Yeshua, when I give the mic back to you, you can rebuttal what I'm saying. I won't come back a second time. I'm just, I'm just putting this out there. I'm letting y'all know this, folks. We are buying into some satanic evil belief system when we start hating white folks. Or even really, we got to understand, folks. Let me say it another way. we got to understand that our rebellion is what allow those people, even to this very moment, to rule over us. I said earlier, if you're obedient and your house is obedient, no curse is supposed to come now your house. But your nation is another thing. And tonight we're talking about a nation. Curses is up on Israel. Why it is? And then what's the difference once we do return to our heritage? We'll get into that. I'm sorry. We hitting it a little bit if you're listening. If you're really listening, family and friends, you're hearing us talk about the different way we believe right now. But we're going to get into it a little more about the dress code and the Sabbath and the feast days and all that a little later on, name changing and all that. But just so y'all know, I can't hit this enough. We love all people. We're about love. 
we Israel is supposed to lead these very so-called white devils, y'all talk, some of y'all call them, to the Most High. How are you going to lead the white devils to the Most High and they hear you spewing hate? No, I love you, white man. I love you, white woman. I love you, white babies. You know why? I recognize y'all are us. We are y'all. As far as humanity, we produce blonde hair, blue eyes. That's another thing I don't want to say, Brother Yashua. Which white people? There's billions of people in India and Pakistan. I promise you, when you see an albino, folks, I'm telling you, do the research. You will not know you're looking at a white person. You would think there's a European visit until they open up his mouth and say, I speak, uh, I'm from this land. That's going to screw up all y'all's theology. So how can a white man be Edom and they sitting up in there every day in Africa? What about when an Ethiopian have an albino? They have the noses like whites, or should I say whites have noses like them. They have the more pointed nose, the more narrow lips, longer hair. Ethiopians. Ethiopia has all of the characteristics. So what are you saying? What white people? What white people? Where is their home at? <laughs> Where's the home of white people? And I don't mean when you, I'm telling you folks, I went to India. When you see an albino in Italy, India, just Google it right now. Albino Pakistan. Albino India. It will, albino India, and it will mess up your head. It will mess up your theology. You will quit talking about white folks is the devil, because here are people in India don't have nothing to do with Europe, and they're producing people that could go to Europe and live there and pass as white all their life. Not to mention blacks in the United States. Some of us can do it. Some of us. <laughs> some people down in New Orleans can do it. What white people y'all talking about? It's crazy. No, your enemy is your dis is your disbelief, is your sin, is your rebellion. It always has been. When we turn to the most high, the white folks will become like servants. And not that I wanted to be servants, I'm just letting you know that we will rule over them and everybody else. Okay. Brother Yahshua, let's hit another thing really quick. And uh I should have did this earlier, but I just wanna Y'all just have to forgive me, okay? I'm just trying to think of everything we can. The need, I want to hit the the need again because I, I, I want to share some of my heart and I want to know what you have to say. First of all, any any comments on what I just said? Earlier I was talking about the whole love thing. Any rebuttal or anything, any comments on that? I don't know. Well, the only thing I will say is that um, white people do not descend from Edomites, and I really want to make that to be an emphatic statement because even if the people – want to uh, hate white people or whatever, they have the wrong people because they don't descend from Edomites. So, um, but no, I don't want to uh, rebuttal anything. It's just, um, you know, that's that whole Esau thing just took, it's like a whole nother doctrine in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, it's just something way, way, way too far, way too far. Well, I want to say this, folks. Again, a lot of Christians are listening, and we can talk about Christians all we want, that's our foundation, a lot of us. Brother Yashua, what was you before you Hebrew Israelite? What denomination were you? Um, well, I was a kid. Pretty much my, almost my whole adult life, I've been in this way of life now. But uh, growing up, um, I went to Seventh-day Adventist Church for a while, and I went to a non-denominational Sunday church for a while. That was just with my parents while I was little, you know what I mean? But once I became an adult and started to read and study for myself, ever since the age of, like, 22 years old, I've been in this way of life. Amen. And Brother Yesh- Brother Ella Shu was on last week. 
he was Church of God in Christ, kind of like myself. And I think in his earlier life, and I'm sure he can tell you all this himself, and uh, hopefully he'll press one if I look at the board right now, but we all grew up in church. So y'all better be very careful. We better be very careful with dogging our Christians because the Bible says, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Now, Christianity, a lot of the pagan paganism and and as the people in Demona say, the Greco-Roman influence, all of this, okay, yeah, now you got a point. Now you got a point. You can, you can attack the belief system. But these are people that love the Father, a lot of them, and they just caught up in prosperity. They just caught up in all types of belief systems. I mean, you got to be very careful. I warn every single body on this phone line, be very careful attacking pastors. Attack with their belief. Attack in love. Well, why do you? Why would you not do it in love? These are your people. This is Israel. These are the people that's going to change and and have you in their in their in their uh, places of worship. These are the people you're going to be networking with. These people are going to be in your Rolodex card. And then why are you taking white people? Why are you going to be some of them? Of course, black people have money; they can fund us as well. But some of these whites, if they have money, some of them broken than we are. But some of them is going to fund you, Israel. Why are y'all hating on white people? Why are you beating them up? What white person is going to want to fund somebody that's acting a fool and calling, talking to them, calling them all kind of names? It's crazy. And one more thing about the Edomite question that, 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 that will kill it. After I make this statement, because, you know, I talk a lot about leprosy, Bible leprosy. And, again, if you want to know about Bible leprosy, go to Google, Google, Five Smooth Stone, Blog Talk Radio, leprosy, and you'll see what I'm talking about. But, folks, Why do you dog out people that may be funding you, that may be pushing you, that may be promoting you? You probably say, I don't need them. Okay, Malcolm, fine. But why would you do that? More importantly, the Father might want to use them. Are we supposed to lead the nations back to the Father? Some of y'all are so full of hatred for everybody else but black folk. To the Father can't use you. He can't use you. You're preaching hate. He can't use you. He can't use you. Hey, hey, man, hey, dog. <laughs> I'm just joking. But he can't use you. He can't use you. You have to be full. I feel sorry for Jews, fake Jews. I feel sorry for them. I was talking about, well, yes, we're going to get back to you, but I just got to say this. Y'all, come on now. We Israel. We're supposed to lead the nations to a pure form of worship. How are you going to do that full of hate? Let me tell you about a story that happened in Israel. One of the times I was getting ready for my flight, getting ready to come out of Israel, Tel Aviv, and this white girl I saw from the corner of my eyes, she was just staring at me, just staring at me, staring at me. And it was not normal the way she was staring. She was looking like, wonder what he's up to. Brother Yeshua can talk about the stares we get when we go to the way in the wall. That's a whole other stare. But this woman... And finally, I helped her out. I knew she wanted to talk to me. So what I did is I made like I was wanting to use this computer. They have this computer you can use at the airport, you know. So I was to act like I was on a computer. And she she did what she was going to do. She said, so, uh, you visiting Demona? I said, yes, because she knew it's thousands of us. Well, not maybe thousands, hundreds of us at least come to Demona in uh, May. And so she knew that. And she said, I said, yes. She said, so. What do y'all believe? I said, well, we believe we're the one of the lost tribes of Israel. 
y'all. You just, she knew that, though, but she, when I said it, you got to look at these kids. These are kids, folks, some of them. And they was born in this. Just like you was born a Baptist. Call all types of lies. Some of some of the teachers of Baptists believe are lies. Like a white Jesus. Black man curse. Okay, you was born in that. And you wallowed in that. And you lived in that. You had low self-esteem. You just going to go shoot your pastor? Well, that's what I mean. These kids are born in this. So I shared in love. I said, yeah, we are Israel. Not, we Israel, you know. And that guy on the corner was a different had a different attitude. This was a a, a baby, if you will. Just y'all probably say she's a snake. I can hear some of y'all now. Anyway, I shared that with her, and I walked away. I'm sure I probably said a prayer for her because I need her. I'm not like Malcolm X. I don't need nothing from white people. No, I need their money. I need their internet services. I need them to serve us to promote that it may be fulfilled. I need Chinese to get on board. I need, them, I, need, I need those black Chinese in China that say they we Israel to come together. I need the bones to come together in China. Okay? I need, we got to become a government. Uh, I mean, we, we got to return back to our homeland. Do y'all believe that? Something I wanted to be, do you really believe that? Or y'all just happy because they, cause they black? You know, <laughs> And brother Yashua, you and I both know, and I'm just just sharing here again. Both of us sharing. Don't forget, family and friends, that Israel was taken captive and carried to all nations. The nation north of them is white, and if the black is is Miles Davis, and they go up there and mix with all that white, 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 where do you think they see gonna be? So some of those Jews, some of them, are really Israel. That just messes up everybody's philosophy. Because some people want to make it all black. Your heart is not right. The vast majority of Israel is going to be black. I can tell you that. There's going to be very few that's going to be white. But I do believe some of those people that is nice to the people in Demona, that's nice to us, and that's promoting us behind the scenes, that's telling the truth about who they are, they're Israel. Go. I know you, I know some of y'all got a headache right now. Just go take the Tylenol. Pray about it, you'll be all right. Y'all be all right. But Brother Yeshua, I want to hit this a little bit more about those that are listening, and then we're going to get into even more differences. But this is important, folks. Why Why do you think it's important in regards to your relationship with the Father, this information? I'm, I'm going to go first. I'm, I want you to go, I'm going to go. You go, I'm going to go. First thing I can think of is the Father looked like he's picking on black folks right by now. At the bottom of every single aspect of life, it appears the father is racist, really. If you want to be just honest, some of y'all ain't going to say that other than because we've been taught different. But if you look at what black people are going through, the shootings of our young black males, the imprisonment of our young black males, households are led by women, just graduation rate, you name it, we're at the bottom of every tiny aspect of life. Where is God at? It looks like. He has opposed us. It looked like he delight in our oppression. That's what it looked like on the surface. So what do you think? What do you think? Oh, my God. What comes to mind, brother? Why is this important to us as far as the relationship is concerned? Well, um, basically, uh, you described it well because that's exactly what it's supposed to look like. When the Almighty curses a whole nation of people, that is what it should look like. 
And the fact that it does look that way, that's, again, one of the main reasons why we know that we are Israel. Now, the people, the fake Jews, they don't look like a people in despair. They own the banks. They're running uh, countries. They're, other nations listen to them. I mean, they're running a lot of things. They don't look like accursed people that the Bible says that the true Israelites are going to look. You know, as we read the uh, scripture of Deuteronomy chapter 28, when the Almighty let the people in that day know, keep all of my commandments, and if you do, I'm going to give you all of these blessings, which you'll read in Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 through 15, or 1 through 14. And then in verse 15, it changes. And then Mosai said, but if you do not keep all of my commandments, then all of these curses that I'm about to name are going to fall on your descendants in the latter days. And what happened? They did not keep the commandments. Therefore, in order to find the nation of Israel, you look for a people who fits all of the curses that the Almighty said the true Jews were going to go to in the last days. We all admit and know that we're living in the last days. Well, what are all the curses that's going to befall Israel in the last days? They're going to be put on slave ships and made slaves. They're going to have yokes of iron on their neck. The people that are going to make them slaves, they will not be able to speak their language. They're going to take their children from them at a young age and sell them somewhere else, and there will be no might in your hand to uh, recover them back. These are all describing conditions of slavery that our people went through in North America. You know, so the fact that it looks like that, that's because it is that way for the nation of people. That was the curse that the Almighty said was going to happen to a nation of people because our, we did what? We worship other gods. We worship the gods of the Canaanites, the gods of the Hittites, and gods of other nations. And the Almighty said, since you want to worship other gods in my land, I'm going to send you to another land, and you're going to serve another people. And that's what happened to us. So here we are today in North America, waking up to our true identity, the Almighty calling brothers all around this country to wake up to this truth, and each one teach one trying to reach our people. And that's why we're up late night doing this show tonight, um, and we have other things to do. I can be doing a whole lot of other things. Brother Seth can be doing other things. But we came tonight to continue to try to wake our people up to who we are because that is one of the first steps is waking up to who we are. It's very, very important. Wow. Let me say this now. And y'all have to just forgive us because there's so much to cover. This is not some little simple thing, okay? I got to hit this because, again, people people just don't understand what, what it has to do with them, a lot of them. So I, this is another thing I think is very important. A lot of us see our people at the bottom, and our women especially. This is for a lot of them. This is really for our men as well. But we are upset with each other. Because after a while, when you see each other at the bottom over and over and over, every day, every day, every single aspect of life, there we are, struggling, struggling. Every single aspect, you name it, there we are, struggling, struggling, struggling. After a while, it looks like, wait a minute, wait a minute. It begins to create what this black psychologist calls self-hate. They literally have millions of cases of black self-hate. People, they have to sit on the couch or prescribe medicine that is suffering from this self-hate and, and, and acting out once you have this self-hate for your people. This is why a lot of our black women want white males. Uh, That's why a lot of our black uh, 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 
men want white women. There's a self-hate that we have. Well, this message will do what to that, Brother Yeshua? It'll kill it. It'll kill it instantly, you know, because through the scriptures we will realize that we are the chosen people. We are the most high chosen. We're the people that the Almighty said he chose us above all other nations upon the face of the earth. So there will be no more self-hate. You will love yourself. You will love your own people. You will love your own women. You will love your own children. You know, so this message is very, very much needed for a people that's, that's, that's been enslaved for the past 400 years. This message is very much needed. Just on a psychological aspect of it, it's very much needed, let alone the spiritual aspect and, and everything else and financial aspect and everything else. But just on the psyche, from going through slavery and all of these bad things were passed down through slavery where we thought, Dark skin was bad, and we thought what we call nappy hair was bad. But yeah. then we go to the script and realize that the Almighty Himself has what we would call nappy hair. The scripture describes it as woolly hair. So wait a minute. If He made Adam in His image, and the people that did sin from Adam will look like Adam, well, now we know that Adam had woolly hair because the Almighty had woolly hair. Adam was made in His image. So, what people on the earth has woolly hair today? What people on the earth wow. has dark skin today, because again we can read in the scriptures the color of Christ, of of the Messiah's skin, the color of of the Most High skin, which we can read in the Book of Daniel, and it's described as a bronze color, and we know that bronze is brown, but it's not only described as bronze; it's described as bronze that was burned in a furnace. So now it's very very dark brown. What people on the earth are dark brown and have a woolly textured hair. You know, it's definitely not Europeans. So these scriptures will start to uplift our people, and and then our women would not want to be like all the other nations. We won't want to get blonde hair when we're very dark skinned and different things like that because a lot of people say that's just a, a psychological thing, you know. So we won't let the Europeans tell us that it's not professional to let our hair be the way it naturally is. It's not professional. They they make everything that we do by nature not professional. Absolutely, and 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 again, folks, I'm sure y'all are being blessed by what y'all hearing. And then, and and for those of y'all that are saying, well, y'all talking about some differences between Christianity and Hebrewism. Let me just say this to you: when we start talking about the difference, it literally is going to take no more than ten minutes. To me, it's not. It, there is some big differences as far as we keep the feast days, but. How long does that take to say that we keep the feast days? It didn't take very long. When we talk about how, that can be a whole other show. But it's not that much really difference as far as what we do different. So we just still hitting on some of y'all is internally you wrestling with why it's important. Some of, this is, this is why, why, I'm do, why I'm going down this road. Brother Yashua, friends and family, lots of people have told me this. Brother Seth, I see it. I see it. I actually see it, but I don't see how it's relating to us today. I don't see how what it have to do with my husband, my children, paying bills, you know, life, and they don't understand that all of those main things I just named, when you're wearing these glasses or this truth, so to speak, everything changes. Here's another thing that changes for you, those of you that have said that to me, the word. Brother Yashua, 
in about three minutes, what does it do to the word of the Father once you have this revelation, this key? What does it do to the Folks, Bible, I'm going to say this real quick and I'm going to let him talk. The Bible contradicts itself. For one, you won't understand prophecy. For two, <laughs> Brother Yahshua, hit that a little bit. Okay, well, basically, one of the major things that it will do is that you will realize that this is a family. You know, um, when you realize that who you are and you realize who the Most High is, you realize that this is a, a real family. You know, the Almighty is our Father. Um, he said that Israel is his chosen people. He, he said that Israel is a son unto him, and he's the father unto us. Some scripture describes it as a marriage. He said he is married unto the nation of Israel. So what it really does, it brings everything more into perspective when you realize who you are. And then you will even have a greater a greater zeal to even serve the Most High when you realize that he is so close wow. unto you. There you as go. the scripture says. Right. Wow. It says he is so nigh unto us. We have an Elohim so nigh unto us, not like the other nations. The other nations have gods that they made. They made up. They made them with silver and gold. And you could go to these different lands and actually see their gods, that they were made with man's hand. It's nothing but a construction project. But the Almighty is the true creator, the Almighty whose rightful name is Yahweh, who created the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything, is so near unto us. So that's what we all truly seeking, you know. Um, the the main question of life is what man has been asking from the beginning of time. What does this all really mean? And when we truly find the Most High and the Most High truly lives in our heart and we truly have a piece of his spirit dwelling within us, then we feel comforted in that age-old question, what is the meaning of life? You know, we realize the meaning of life is to get back to our Creator, to be, get back to, to serving him so he can bless us with, with the overall blessing, not with a car, with a Cadillac, with a ton of money, but with the greatest blessing of all, which is eternal life. And that's what we should be seeking and striving for, to be living yeah. eternally, living with the Father yeah. eternally. That's the overall goal of every single thing we should be doing when it comes to this. That's the goal. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I want and, and the brother that was beautiful. And uh so folks again, we're just nailing down some some, some of y'all is on the fence. Again, I have friends that have said to me, I see it, I see it, it makes sense. Y'all are not twisting scriptures. It makes sense. And then the history of the Israel, the people in Israel, how they became a nation. Oh, my goodness. We don't want to open that can of worms up. It'll be a whole other show. How they actually became a nation in 1948. It's going to blow some of y'all away, but we're going to learn it now. So another reason this is important to your relationship with the Father, this revelation of who the true Jews are. And, again, we're going to continue to uh, nibble at uh, the difference between Christianity. We're doing it. But we're going to hear it even clearer, talking about the dress code and the feast days a little bit and uh, all these things. Again, folks, this is a lifestyle. This is not even so much a belief system as it is a lifestyle, the Hebrew Israelite culture. So there is a big difference, but uh, it don't take long to explain. It's one of those things that don't take long to explain. It's just that simple. But uh, another reason it's important, Brother Yahshua, is the whole concept of white people being our enemy, white people being our uh the, our, our our number one reason to blame for our situation. 
this, if you're a white person listening, you should enhance this message, promote this message in your churches, start teaching your kids, your babies, that African Americans are one of the lost tribes of Israel, honey. Those are God's chosen people at one point. Now the Father chooses those that seek him in spirit and truth, but he's still going to do a work with Israel. That's what Romans talk about. I think Romans at, uh, 11, I want to... I want to say, I'm, again, I'm moving fast here, but if you're a white American listening tonight, because in my show, I get all people listening, you need to start teaching this. Start encouraging your pastor to pull in that white image. You know, if y'all have access to TBN, y'all need to be telling them, hey, this is not how the Messiah looks. Either put his proper image up, or actually, the Bible says they have no, no graven image. But if there was something to be hanging on the wall, it definitely don't need to be no white person. I mean, no white, so-called white, and i got to quit using that word because it really don't exist <laughs> as far as, a, you know, it's not a people. It's just not. But, folks, hey, Brother Steph, I want to throw in something really quick on that, what you said, which is exactly right. We don't need to have any image on the wall, not black, white, Chinese, or anything else. But at the same time, if you do make the mistake and throw up an image, um, it definitely should not be white because of the fact that, the white image that they use, I want the people to really know where this comes from. I mean, I'm going to just briefly say it, not to take a lot of time. But the image that they use is actually an image of a man that lived before. Now, at least the the black image that the people use, a lot of them, I mean, I can't say of all black images, you know what I mean, but I'm going to just deal with the white one. The white image that they use is actually a man that lived during the Renaissance era. His name was Cesar Bogier. And he was the son of the so-called Pope Alexander VI. This guy was a murderer. He was an adulterer. He was a homosexual. He was an alcoholic. And he raped his own sister. So if you're going to use a man's face, don't you think you would find a better man than that? These are historical facts. He was painted because he died early. And Leonardo da Vinci wanted to please the so-called Pope at that time, and he painted his son that died to be the new image of Christ that they're going to take throughout the world. Remember the story earlier when I told you guys about the Khazars, and I told you that the Roman Catholics were trying to conquer the known world and force people to become uh, Catholic, where they were taking this image around the world, saying that this image was the Christ. And it was really the so-called Pope's son who had just died, it was really a picture of him and his face. Look it up on the Internet. Everybody has smartphones. Look up Cesar Bogier slash uh, Christ or something like that, and it'll show you. See, this is the same picture. This is the same guy that they use, the white image. So, again, if you're going to have an image up, couldn't you have chose a better guy than that, which we know we shouldn't have any image. But the fact that you know that this guy did all these wicked acts, he was a very wicked and evil man. And this is the person that they chose to put up his picture and say it's Christ. And our grandparents had that thing in their home, uh, you know, so looking at it as this was the Messiah that walked the earth 2,000 years ago. That That's really a shame. Well, wow. And again, y'all listen to the brother Yeshua of Israel now. He's on the show just swinging, swinging. I want to talk a little bit more. I want to hit maybe about another three minutes about why. And I just thank the Father for this show because I know it's answered some questions of some of y'all. I know this show is already just, 
I'm, it's up there with one of the best shows I've done, it's, and it's because of who I have on, and we're it, we're just both just taking turns swinging at this thing. But we are going to talk about the differences. We already talked about it already. Uh, we've already, if you've been listening, we already talked about some different things that the Hebrew Israelites believe versus Christianity. But I just want to hit this. Uh, just I got a couple more notes here about how this enhanced your relationship with the Father. We talked about how the Father is looking like He's picking on us, and now you understand why it, it's not that he's picking on us is that he loves us and he's chastising us and the Bible says those he he loves he chasing us so Israel is his firstborn Amos 3 and 2 of all the nations of the earth you have I known therefore I will punish you for all your transgressions so it's a relationship when you see the pain just know this is to be upon a rebellious nation not you individually if you're obedient and you're bone personal okay but it's definitely supposed to be upon Israel and the, and the father is not a tyrant he ain't racist he ain't just picking on us it's He's fulfilling his promise, but just like he promised to to be against us and to, and, to, and to break us down as a nation when we're disobedient, he also promised to restore us. And let's just talk about that. Well, I'm gonna hit this real quick so we can move on. But Second Chronicles 7:14 talks about him restoring the nation of Israel when they return to him. Also, he says when the heathen begin to boast, boast when the heathen, those that rule over us, begin to start claiming the glory for our oppression, saying they did it, they did it to us, we're in their hands. And the Bible says that he would be offended by that, and he would resurrect Israel then, just resurrect them and use a remnant, use a remnant that is obedient to do this, that, and the other. Okay, so it's several reasons Israel will be restored, because some of y'all are saying, well, how long? Some people just get off on uh, just the curses, the curses. They love talking about the curses, and you should, because that's how we identify. But remember, it ain't just curses. It's the first 14 verses talking about blessings, if we obey as a nation. But to be very honest, Brother Yeshua, and friends and family of five swoop stones, I don't see Second Chronicles 7.14 happening. We're stripping, we're stripping, we're selling drugs, we're this, we're that. Everybody wants to stay high, and... It's not everybody, but it just seemed like it. Our, our nation is really going through identity crisis right now. That's why I'm so thankful for these young people that is claiming their true heritage. So this is what we're going through as, as a people. And then we talked about also uh, the anger we have towards uh, each other uh, because we're seeing each other do so badly and the disrespect we have towards each other and the self-hate as the black psychologist cornered that we have towards each other, not understanding that we're fulfilling prophecy. I see us with more love now since this revelation coming into my life because now I understand why we can't come together. Well, I understand why we don't support each other. I don't understand why we support white folks, white people, or our white brothers and sisters more than we do our own. I understand. I understand why we're malfunctioning. I understand it now. And I can see, I can love us through that because I see we are Israel. And then I understand the word of God. It makes more sense to me. The Russians say, I mean, I'm just saying, sometimes I slip to the word of God. Uh, Yeshua, I mean, excuse me. Y'all bear with me. Just got this little buzz in my ear that we have uh, 90 seconds. So anybody that clicked on the show, uh, you got to call the phone line now. You got to call the phone line now. Again, if you clicked on the show from a link and you didn't call the phone number, you have to do that now. You're going to be disconnected. But now I understand the word of the Most High. Now I understand the word of the Most High. It makes sense. Prophecy makes sense to me, family and friends, because now I understand we are Israel. I understand that we're Israel. This must be Babylon. So I understand whites were called to do what they're doing. They were called. I can even appreciate 
make white people feel more. I can even stomach, you know, I can't stomach what they do, but I, I even can love them as human beings, understanding you're just being used as a father. I understand it. I can't hate them because I know our forefathers is the one that brought this on us, not them. So this message is good because we can see them in the proper light. And another reason it's important to see white people in the proper light, because if you don't see them in the proper light, friends and family, y'all got to excuse me for talking a little fast, but I'm just trying to get so much in. Another reason it's important to understand that they are being used of the Father is years feeding into white supremacy. He make them look like boogeyman, the boogeyman, or look like gods. If God is not with them to oppress us, if you don't see God in this, it looks, it makes them look like they're doing all of this stuff on us. And that, my friend, is what birthed the philosophy of white supremacy. That is what birthed the Ku Klux Klan. That is what birthed the white Aryan resistance, all these white supremacist groups, because they're looking at us, and they don't understand why they're able to rule over us, so they just say we're better than them. You're promoting the same philosophy. You are promoting the same philosophy. <laughs> you are supporting, promoting, defending the same philosophy. When you say that white people are doing this to us, that's dangerous. We have to see that it's the Father that has come against us, and he is just merely using these people from the north, as he said. You ever notice the north part of the globe, the north part of a globe dominates the southern part? Poverty is in the south. Riches in the north. Sometimes in cities, the richest cities, the richest part of particular cities is in the north. Not always, but in most cities, most of the wealth is in the north. Folks, this is serious. Y'all have to be very careful with your heart. This ain't about no hate. And again, y'all, we need this revelation. Y'all need this revelation. We need this revelation. The world needs this revelation to understand white people, to break the back of white supremacy. No, they ain't got all that power over us like that. The Father put them up to rule. These are last rude people to rule. The whole earth been ruled by dark-skinned people for dynasties. When Europe was a baby, white, so-called white people was in the caves of Europe eating themselves. Those dynasties in Africa, colleges and universities and science and technology. White people are the last people to rule, Brother Yeshua. They're new. They're new. So I don't give them all that glory. Lest I feed into the whole Superman for white people. Makes, and, it, and it, I'm telling you, it breeds white supremacy. And the last thing I'm going to say, and, and, and we're going to finish up, Brother Yeshua, is this. My goodness. 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 Boy, this does something to me when I talk, when I talk about this. Folks, if y'all don't understand what I'm saying, your kids is listening to you. Your kids is listening to you. And when you constantly feed that the white man, the white man, the white man, the white man, you're telling your kids that these white people is smarter than us, bigger than us, better than us. Even if they're wicked, if they're able to do all this stuff, they are smarter than us. They're more powerful than us. Even if they're wicked, you can say, well, they're wicked, they're wicked, they're wicked. 
What are they doing all this? They're some powerful, wicked people. And we're not as, as powerful as them. And it's, it's, the, it's to the contrary. We are powerful people. These folks think of, of, about how to press us 24-7. They can't keep up with us. We are powerful people, even in our foolishness. It's the most high that has come against us and is using these people. But that's only for a season, and that season is near up, as you see all around you. They can't continue to rule like they've been ruling because they're losing their women to black men. The interracial dating is killing the white race. They cannot continue to rule as a nation just by mere uh, genetics because they don't have a woman. When white and black mix, the baby is black. So why are you going to lose, supposedly, I mean, so-called white people, just based upon just what we're saying with our very eyes? So fret not, Israel. Hate not, Israel. Be encouraged. Love your God. Love all people and continue to preach this truth. Brother Yeshua. So let's do this, Brother Yeshua. Let's go ahead and uh, take a little short break. I think I got my board back. And I'll holler at you, uh, like I said earlier, off the, off the air and just for a brief minute. And then we'll come back and finish up talking about the difference. We'll hit on the dress code and feast dates and all. Y'all see it ain't going to take long at all. It ain't going to take long at all. All right, so we'll be right back, folks. Brother Yashu, you okay with the break? Yep, I'm good, bro. All right, let's do this, folks. We'll be right back. Okay, all right. You know, I don't know what is going on with this thing. It did it again. I just played some jazz in the background. I could hear it, but it won't let me go on break, so I guess I'm not supposed to go on break. It's the only thing I can get out of it. So right. let's not okay. take a break then. Huh? Okay. I said, okay, okay, that's fine. Either way, I'm fine, it's fine with me. Let me try this one more time here. Let me try one more time because i got to take a little breather some, but we'll... Let's try one more time. There we go. Thank you. 
some people say, well, y'all keep talking about y'all going to return to Israel and uh, that y'all going to do this, y'all going to do that. What is Israelis going to do? I mean, y'all don't have an army, y'all have this, y'all have that. This is very smart people, practical people listening to us, or will be listening to us, and they're going to ask their question. How in the world y'all plan on doing this that, folks, listen, once it becomes common knowledge who Israel is, the Israelis are not stupid. It's going to be embarrassing for them to try to rule in a land that's not theirs. Just like people are crazy over the Jews supporting the Jews, all these churches supporting the Jews, TBN supporting the Jews, they start supporting and word net, the word network supporting the Jews with funds and and just political uh, clout on Capitol Hill, just the, just red carpet treatment for the so-called Jews. Well, once people understand who the real Jews are, look for it to increase even more because people don't like the Israelis. A lot of people don't like, a lot of nations don't like the Israelis and they support them grudgingly. Once they find out, we won't need a military. Do you know how many military will want to support us? Do you know how many people will accompany us into Israel? Do you know how many people will, we won't have to, money won't be an option. I'm telling you folks, just like the United States pretty much took care of Israel, informing them and helping them become a nation, and our tax dollars at one point was like a penny, every penny of every dollar went to Israel at one point. It'll be like that with us. And the last reason I can think of is the nations of the earth will no longer laugh at us and mock us, because the Bible says that's to happen to us. But they will begin to say, these are the fathers, elect people. This is how it all started with this, these Israelites. I want my nation to be a part of that and the blessing. I'm telling you, nations have wealth. Nations have tanks. Nations have weapons. Nations have what all it takes to be to take care of another nation if they want to, just like we have done to Israel for many years, and we're just one nation. A powerful nation, but just one. Well, just imagine the nations of the world now know who the true Jews are. Do you really think it's going to be that hard to go back into that land? And whoever's the president of that land or the prime minister, it's just either they're going to quit or it's just going to look stupid for you to be up there. Everybody's they're going to be the joke of, the, of, 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 the, of every household. This ain't y'all's land. Their, their children is not going to want no part of it. That's already happening. Their children is going to be embarrassed by even being in that land because everybody knows who the real Jews are. So don't trivialize nothing we're saying tonight. It's very realistic that we're going to wake up and we are waking up. It's very realistic that a remnant is going to return. already has. Demona has 3,000 people in the land. Ethiopians in the land. They're black. They've been mistreated. But things are going to change. So, Brother Yahshua, we're back from the break, and I want to ask you the question. Again, folks, this ain't going to take you a seat no more than about 15 minutes. What is the difference as far as uh, what you see in Christianity and Hebrewism? I mean, I know there's a big difference, but it should take no more than about 15 to 20 minutes to, to answer. What is the difference you see? Brother Yahshua? Hold on a second, everybody. Hold on one second second. I think his line is muted. I don't know how that happened. Okay, Brother Yashio, go ahead. Now your line is unmuted. Let's try it again. What do you see as the difference? Okay. Just uh, making sure you can hear me. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can. Okay, okay, good. 
Well, you know, I want to um, start to begin to answer this question by going back to uh, something that was stated earlier to help to answer this question. Remember, earlier we were talking about the uh, the false image of the white picture of Christ and where it comes from. And what I see as one of the major differences of Christianity, modern-day Christianity, not the um, Christianity that the, the disciples were called when we read the New Testament, but modern-day Christianity versus those of us that uh, call ourselves Israelites, the major difference goes back to that picture, that image of the false Christ, because that's more than just a picture. You know how they say a picture is worth a thousand words? Right. Along with that false image comes a false teaching. Along with that false image comes a false doctrine. The word doctrine means teaching. And what comes with that false image is a lot of different things of major concerns. Uh, it, that false image doesn't come with Israelite culture. Uh, that false image comes with American culture. Um, if you notice, many of the uh, people who who um, relate to that false image, a lot of the churches will meet uh, December the 31st to bring in New Year's, you know. But on the other hand, many Israelites that know that they're Israelites that don't relate to that false image, they'll meet on every new moon because they recognize that the Almighty's timeline and the Almighty's calendar um, is not December the 31st. It's not create a new year for the Hebrew Israelite people because we have went back to our own culture. Remember, every nation of people have their own new year, have their own calendar and things like that. So we went back to the calendar and the culture that the Almighty gave us in the scriptures. Um, so along with that, like you mentioned, some of the holy days, a lot of the uh, people with the false image, they'll do Good Friday, Lent, Ash Wednesday, um, Easter, and all of these different days that are pagan in origin, pagan meaning man-made from different cultures that had nothing to do with the Hebrew Israelite culture. And likewise, on the other hand, those of us that are Israelites and acknowledge our heritage will be doing the things concerning our heritage, which is the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread and the Sabbath day and the Feast of Weeks and things like that. So the culture is totally different, and one is um, – Pretty much, like I said, as long as that false image comes a false doctrine. I think one thing that's good to do, if you walk into any church, any synagogue, any place or house of worship, ask this question. Let me see your calendar of events. Uh, most churches, most places of worship have a calendar of events, and it could tell a lot. If the calendar of events, if everything on their calendar of events, you can't find none of those days in the scripture, then I think that's a problem. If all of the days are just man-made-up days, and all man-made days are not bad, you know, like you may celebrate an anniversary with your wife. That's still man-made. It's not bad. But if all of the days that they have are all made-up days and none of them you can find in the Scripture, I think that's a major problem. If you walk into a place and lay, let me see your calendar of events, and you see the calendar of events, and they can show you all of the different times that they meet, all of the different things, that are prescribed as holy days, and you can see these days in the scripture, then you know you're on the right track. You know you're in truth and not tradition. So uh, that's pretty much what I'll say about that as far as the uh, the different holy days and where it all stems from. It stems from it stems from the false image that came along with the false doctrine that was passed down through something that we call today 
Western Christianity or Constantine Christianity, which is the merging of pagan customs with the scripture. Let and me ask you a question because Brother, Brother, Brother Seth. Yes. Uh, if I would, I'd like to add something to that because Brother Yeshua just said. Uh, I hope I can talk clear enough where everybody can make out what I'm saying. I'm trying to figure out how you pop on this line. You all doing a three way? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just oh, got him okay. on the other line. That was smart for you to do that. Go ahead, Brother Elishore. Well, the biggest distinction is this, is that when you are in Christianity, everything that is taught you, every doctrine that you are taught, every verse of scripture that you are taught, it is taught from the perspective that you are a Gentile. Christianity in its origin is Gentile. It is not Hebraic in which we find out that the Bible, when we understand that the Old Testament, the Tanakh, is written in a language called Hebrew, and the only other language that you see in, re- in reference to the Tanakh or to the Old Testament is Aramaic. And that's because when we were in Babylon, we wrote and we spoke in that language from time to time, just as well as when we were in Judea, and then <clears throat> we were being occupied by the Romans, where the Romans spoke Greek. So, therefore, we went through a Hellenization period. But for the most part, the biggest distinction is that, simply put, is that we are Hebraic in our orientation. Christianity is is Gentile in its orientation. That's why the very Bible that we possess in the New Testament, it consists of two-thirds of the writings are from the Apostle Paul. Well, when we understand what my brother just alluded to when he talked about Constantine, well, Constantine is the one who convened the council the Nicene Council, that determined what aspects of doctrine would be a part of Christianity as well as the foundational stages of what books would be included in the Bible. Well, because the fact of the matter is that Paul was a Gentile to the to – the, he was an apostle to the Gentiles, to Europeans. He was not an apostle to, he, to Hebrews, to Israelites. His specific assignment is that he was a, an apostle to the Gentiles. So, therefore, they thought it would be expedient to including the vast majority of the writings in the New Testament that came from Paul and not from Peter, not from James, not from the other, uh, the other, some of the other apostles whose calling was specifically to Israel. So that is the biggest issue when we talk about a distinction. When we talk about Hebraic and about Israel, or when the Scripture tells us things in the, in the Tanakh, and it says that you are to do these things in all your dwellings, and you were to do these things from generation to generation, well, that's a commandment to us. That commandment was not given to European Gentile Christians. And therefore, you see a distinction between the way we worship and the way that they worship. When it says that the, the Sabbath the Sabbath was a sign, and we were commanded to keep it because it is a sign between the covenant between Israel and Yahweh, Israel and the Most High. Well, guess what? That covenant okay. was not first established with that covenant was not first established with Gentile. And one other two more specific things that I can barely talk. I just want to tell you two things. I'm gonna get back out the line. And Brother Yeshua, in the beginning, you said that the only people there are only two people on the planet who claim to be Jews. Those who say they are not, but do lie, and are a synagogue of Satan. And then you say us. Well, in actuality, I know you know this. You just misunderstood it because, believe me, many of the things that I know, you taught me. And or, or whether you opened my eyes up to it and it's me, I investigated and researched it for myself. 
But this is the thing. They are the only people on the planet who claim to be Jews. As a matter of fact, if you go to your average Hebrew Israelite and you say and you call him Jewish, he would take that as an offense. He takes that not as a compliment. He takes that as an offense. You just criticize him because he does not because he's not claimed to be Jewish. He'll tell you, I am an Israel. When you say Jewish, you're talking about a person who is a proselyte who is connected through a doctrine of belief. But when you say we are Hebrew Israelites, we're thinking distinctively of our ethnicity. Last point, and then I'm off. We cannot change the word of God in order to appeal to human sentiment. Because when we do, we lose the fervency and the the potency of the word of God. The Messiah said it like this. Your traditions make the word of God void of power. When we want to call those people over there something else because we want it to make so it's politically correct, what we do is we take away from the word of God and we take from the, away from the impact of it. Like here's another thing. The scripture says that when he regathers us, he's going to regather us from the land of our enemies. Jesus said to love your enemies. So obviously we do have enemies, and that's for a reason. I'm not going to look at the people who populate this land and brought us into captivity as our friend. Because if I look at you as my friend, now I'm vulnerable to deception because now I trust you. But when I realize that you are my enemy, I question everything you say and do because I know you are my enemy. It doesn't mean that I hate you because I've been commanded to love you. But I also look at you with suspicion because I know that you have been deemed and determined by the Most High as my enemy. When he says that there's a synagogue of Satan, well, when you try to lighten that and call it something else other than what it is, you are keeping people from the truth. Because when they realize that there's a synagogue of Satan, now they question everything they say and do. They don't just embrace it because Christianity said it was so. So that's very important. And we can't be so apologetic in trying to convey love that while we're trying to, in other words, reach a Christian people who are many times Gentile in the orientation, and just as well as there are rebellious, stiff-necked, hard-hearted Israelites who are not Christians, there are many who are Christians, and they refuse to receive this truth. And while we're so busy trying to win them, we are comp- compromising the truth, and we are also turning off a whole group of people who will not accept anything but the truth. So when you, don't, so when you say it doesn't line up with the word, there's a problem. When you know the scripture, when it says that I hated Esau, well, if you understand how the Bible is written, you understand that that's a hyperbole. It means that I'm putting an emphasis on something to convey a point. It doesn't mean I literally hate Esau because he gave Esau a destination. He gave Esau a promise just like he gave Jacob a promise. So, again, we have to keep it in the context. And one of the biggest distinctions, my last one, the biggest biggest distinction between a Hebrew Israelite who was a covenant-keeping Israelite and a Christian is this. Much of what Christians believe and what they've been led to believe and according to their doctrine has been based upon historical theology, not the word of God. There's a distinct difference. When it comes to a Hebrew Israelite, we are the people who epitomize what Paul said about the Bereans, that they were more noble than those at the Thessalonica because they searched the scriptures daily to see if the things that the apostles taught were so. So that's why when you say that those people over there are, hey, they fake Jews or you want to use another term? No. I call them what the Bible calls them. They're the synagogue of Satan. Therefore, anything that comes out of their camp is going to be questioned because that now we understand the source. We always okay. need to know the source. 
Well, Brother LSU, I appreciate that. Appreciate that, man. That was a lot. That was a lot. You had a lot of stuff there. So I appreciate it. And I'm sure everybody is taking note to what you just said. Appreciate that. I mean, how can anybody argue with that? I'm just listening now. Yeah, I can't talk anymore. I gave that a little bit. <clears throat> All right. Well, Brother uh, Yeshua, are you there? Brother Yeshua? I'm still here. Can you hear me? I'm still here. Sir. Okay, yes. Well, that was good. That was good. I understand what the brother's saying. There was no need of me going behind him. He said we said everybody heard it. All right, so let's just talk about a few more changes. We're going to wrap up the show, okay? Again, I appreciate everybody hanging on the line. Again, we still got people on the phone lines. And then check the chat room yet. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. I haven't been seeing a lot of chat room action anyway. But, folks, listen, tonight... I was intent on picking the show one way it hit really a lot of differences, and we're hitting it now. But, folks, it really it varies. There's people that don't do a lot of what we're saying as far as they don't follow the feast days, and they believe we're Israel. Let me say this real quick, and then Brother Yeshua going to hopefully name some more things, and Brother Yeshua be thinking of some other differences. But there are some churches that have been saying they Israel a long time ago before we even thought about it. Marcus Garvey said that black folks were Zion. He believed we were the people of the book. The early churches, uh, Church of God in Christ, forefathers. A lot of the old so-called black, and I heard some noise in the background. Now, both of y'all on the line, you got to be careful because it's very easy to hear noise, so y'all got to keep it quiet, please. But uh, all, a lot of the early forefathers, black, the further you go back, the more awake they were. They knew about this. It's our generation that have fell off the boat. It's a lot of older people knew about this. Prophet Crowder, back in the 1800s, uh, late 1800s, was preaching, I think it was up in Missouri or somewhere, that we were the, one of the lost tribes. Just Google Prophet Crowder, Prophet Crowder. There's a lot of people been saying this. The Rastafarians, that's the, almost a whole nation of Jamaicans. If you can look past the smoking weed, some of y'all offended by that. But if you can look past that, they've been preaching forever that we are Israel. It's all kind of folks all over the place. This is not just some African-Americans, young African-Americans believe in the United States. This is a global thing. Like I said, I was able to travel to 24 nations. I'm telling y'all, outside the United States, is bigger than what it is in the United States. It's a lot of people in Africa never seen the people. Hello, some little noise in the background. It's live, y'all. When we play the, when we play the show back, you're going to hear the noise. Maybe y'all can push mute. Somebody can push mute, and then when we talk, unmute yourself. But anyway... Wow. Brother Yeshua, what other changes? Uh, address the name changes. Address the name change. There's a lot of young people changing their name, changing their name to, like you change your name. Brother Yeshua, he has his name changed. A lot of people go have a Hebrew name. Address that because some people are saying this. I know, and again, Brother Yeshua talked about, you know, uh, a lot of the saints, you know. Again, there's a lot of people in the churches like we were. They don't know. They did know. They don't know. And unless we talk to them and address some of the lies in their head, they will never know. Now, I do think this is a more of a younger generation type of thing, but there's a lot of older people that I run into, not every day, maybe every year, that is coming around. And people in their 50s coming around. And it was because I took the time to be patient with them and address some of these old strongholds in their head. We just can't throw them out. So I understand what Bella LSU was saying about some people. You don't want to spend too much. I understand that. So 
having said that, brother, the name changed. Some people are thinking we just trying to be like the Jews. Y'all just trying to be like the Jews. I mean, folks, let, let me just say this real quick before he comes on. I'm trying to rush, but like some things you just can't rush. Listen, folks, if people are deceived, all they like they've been told a lie, and they want to be free, should we pay the price to get them free if they're willing to listen? Then I'm knuckleheads. I shouldn't say knuckleheads, but those that just just want to be religious and they're not really following the Most High. I'm not talking about them. I'm sorry that we won't reach them. And I'm like Brother LSU was saying, you don't want people like that tying up your time. I understand that if they're religious, don't spend time with folks that just can't hear you, won't hear you because they're being religious. But those that are asking questions but just saying, I don't get it. I think y'all are just trying to be like the Jews. Y'all changing your name. Your name is Turner. Why you change your name? Okay, if people is trying to understand, we should be patient with them. After all, somebody was patient with us. I've fought this message for years, folks. Years. And leprosy, oh my goodness, I fought that for like two years. Somebody kept being patient with me. So, Brother Yashua, why are y'all changing your names, and is it scriptural? Well, uh, yes, it's definitely scriptural. Um, And, again, as we mentioned prophecies earlier, there's prophecies that talk about in the latter days the children of Israel will surname themselves Israel. The word surname actually means like a nickname or another name or a second name or secondary name. So, um, and that's what we're doing just by nature. You know, a lot of people at the time that they found out they were Israel, they didn't even know about that scripture yet. And they're still doing it because every prophecy that was prophesied is going to happen to Israel, whether good or bad, is happening to our people. This is, again, how we know we're Israel and where there's living out the, all the prophecies that the Almighty prophesied will happen to our people. Not purposely, but we just can't help it. Because we're Israel by nature, and everything that was stated we're going to do, we do. So you'll see young men and women all around this country who were born with names like Ted and Tommy and Tony and things like that. Now they're called Yoshiah and and, uh, Amishadiah and Nasi and all these different Hebrew names because it's just our nature to do that, and that's exactly what we're doing and not trying to be like anyone but ourselves. Beautiful. You did that in like in a minute and a half, and I'm going to get a scripture verse to back up what he said, Isaiah 44 and 5. Isaiah 44 and 5 says this, when Israel become a nation, when they start to become a nation, it says, One shall say, I am the Lord, and another shall call himself by the name of Jacob, and another shall subscribe his hand unto the Lord, and surname himself by the name of Israel. People are going to start calling themselves Israel, Jacob, and some people just say, I'm going to just of the Lord. They're going to just start changing their name because in the meantime, they have a slave name. That's another thing. Shad read me checking a minute ago. Those were slave names. Okay? Those people had Hebrew names, but these names we have, the Turners, the Smiths, the Jones, our last name, these are slave names. They, they're connected to Europe. All right. Uh, uh, let's go ahead and talk about... Um, we hit the Khazars earlier, really good and heavy. Um, this Sabbath thing is a lot of talk, Shabbat Shalom. Talk about some of the Hebrew names we hear a lot on Facebook. Uh, people say things like Shabbat Shalom. What does that mean? And, and just hit the Sabbath. There's no way you can do that quickly. I'm gonna. It's going to be a challenge for you. But some people... 
keep the Shabbat. Um, just, just why do why do Israelites so stuck on that? The Saturday worship versus the Sunday worship. LSU hit that a lot a little bit earlier. If you could. Just whatever comes to mind, just hit that. If you could, the Sabbath, Sunday worship versus Saturday worship to the Father, does he really care so much about it, the day of worship? Is it more in the heart? Uh, I'll say this. Uh, I think it is a hard thing, but I think our forefathers worship on Saturday, and we want to follow suit behind them. Some things I do out of tradition for our old, for, our, uh, for, for the sake of Israel, but I don't think... I'm not justified by keeping those Sabbath. This is just me talking to Brother Yeshua and giving virgin. I'm not justified, justified as in my sins taken away by keeping any of the laws. I think I should keep all of the laws because I'm already made righteous because of what the blood has done, what Christ did when he was offering up his blood, the lamb slain before the foundation of the earth, and, and, and then after... I just think that my sins are taken care of, past, present, and future. That's what the scripture says. Now, I believe I should live righteous, especially as a bloodline Israelite. There's certain things I keep and try to keep. I'm not a, probably the best example of it, but I, I try because it's it's culture. It's it's out of culture, and the Father has commanded me to do it wheresoever he scatter us. But I don't do it like some Israelites some Hebrew Israelites do actually try to do this for their own justification. So, brother, that's a, that's, a, that's a mouthful. But go ahead and hit that, and then I'll ask you maybe one more question. We'll wrap the show up. So hit that really, if you don't mind. Again, the Sabbath, uh, Sunday worshipers versus Saturday worshipers, does it matter? And uh, what do you think the Israelites are doing? How does that differ from Christianity, please? Oh, yeah, well, definitely, I mean, it matters because it's one of the uh, commandments. It's in the Ten Commandments. Also, um, I mean, the Sabbath is a really, really beautiful thing when you really start to keep it and really take hold of it and you really um, enjoy it, as it says in Isaiah 58, to call the Sabbath a delight. Uh, when you are with brothers and sisters of like mind and you can able to gather together every week and you look forward all week to coming together and being with each other after you've been through all the different things we go through from week to week, you know, dealing with our jobs, dealing with trying to provide for our family, all the different things we go through. And then we look forward to this one day where we can relax and we can put it all away. We don't worry about any bills during that day. We don't worry about anything else. We come to the synagogue and worship the Almighty together, and we have beautiful um, brotherhood and sisterhood. We show love one towards another. We always um, eat, eat very well. The Sabbath is a feast. So we always have a great feast, a great meal every week. It's something to look forward to. It's like anything else. You want to look forward to something at the end of the week. And this is what we do. And um, it's really a great, great time every week. I mean, it, it'd be hard to get the people out of there. Some people stay till, till nighttime and they still just sitting around kicking. And, you know, sometimes we have to say, you know, okay, it's time to go. You know what I mean? That That's how lovely it be, you know, what we do from week to week. And everybody really, really looks forward to it. We don't feel like we're missing out on anything. And it's really a time where you can really learn. Because when you're there, because you ever try to explain these scriptures to somebody throughout the week and they're doing something at the same time, whether they're washing dishes, they're cleaning the house, or they're in the midst of um, getting off their job, trying to go pick up their kids, and you're what I'm trying to explain scriptures and you know, you only have half of their attention and they really didn't get it. And you talk to them the next time and they say, well, what did you say again? But on the Sabbath day, when you really keep it right, you don't have any other business during that time. 
I have everybody's undivided attention during that time. Everybody came there to learn the word of the Most High. So you can really are able to really explain things the way they should be explained. You're able, we, we during that day, we don't have to say, okay, well, we don't have enough time to go into the whole topic that we're getting into. We only going to give you, no, we have the whole day. We have time. You know what I mean? And even once we're done teaching, once we're done singing and praying and, and worshiping, all the different things we do, we sit around and we have a meal and we still talk in scriptures among each other. And it's always a very, very great time. And um, I definitely look forward to it. it been, when it becomes a lifestyle, you definitely look forward to it. All the brothers and sisters I'm connected with here in the city, I know they always look forward to it as well. It's a great hey, brother, yeah. Hey, Brother Seth. Yes. Can I give you the, the, the scripture? Because one of the main things I think you ask is why we do a thing. And Brother Shashua definitely laid out as to how we experience it. But I think that this scripture is for people because a lot of times this is a big issue. So okay, listen, hold on, hold on, I want, hold on, hold on. I want you to do that, but just remember, we spoke about this show up at t- 10.30. So I'll just give me a tell Elishua, I mean, a brother, uh, Yeshua, thanks. And okay. So go ahead. I want you to do what you're doing. I guess we're just going to go over. It's all there is. But just try to make it in two minutes. And I do me two minutes, please. Okay, go. And I'm reading from Exodus, the 31st chapter. And I'm beginning with the 13th verse. And it's the Most High speaking unto Moses and telling him, Speak thou also unto the children of Israel, saying, Truly, my Sabbath you shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that you may know that I am Yahweh or Yahweh that doeth sanctify thee. Sanctify means to be set apart. That is the re- one of the reasons for the Sabbath. It says you should keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy unto you. And then he goes on the 16th verse, Amen. Wherefore the children of Israel should keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations for a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. Now, there's a portion that says that if you don't keep the Sabbath, the person that does that, that does not keep it, should surely die. So now how do we reconcile that with New Testament, with the New Covenant? Simply put, is that that's, that penalty, that curse has been paid for through the blood of the Mashiach. It says that those writing those ordinances that were against us, he nailed them to the stake, nailed them to a stake. So that phase we're not obligated to. But as being Israel, not Gentiles, not people who practice Christianity, but being Israel, we were commanded to keep the Sabbath because that's to let the world know we Israel. That's why we do that, because we were Israel, and we are commanded by the Most High to do it for, for, perpetually in all our dwellings. That was good. That was good. I hope everybody got that. Hope everybody got that. Now I want to add my little two cents to that, and because we gotta wrap this show up. And uh, well, I don't know if I should, cause for time's sake, uh, brother Yeshua went. Brother Elishua just went in two minutes. I'm gonna try to say this in six thirty seven sixty seconds. Folks, study this also. If you're Israelite, well. The show is saying what is the difference between Israelites and Christianity. Vast majority of, of Hebrews, like do what Brother Elishua said, that's exactly what they'll tell you. Okay, actually, they won't even say it as good as he just said it. I'm just going to add something to it. 
If he's Hebrew Israelite, you found out he's Israelite. I think you absolutely positively should keep the Shabbat. Get uh, 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 get, get us keep the the Sabbath, okay? We got to do that, all right? This is just what the Father gives me, all right? Let me just say this. This is what the Father gives me. And y'all chew on this, okay? The Christian community has issues with, some of them have issues with the with the, with the whole Sabbath thing because they're saying that, uh, of course, like Brother Elisha said, they're Gentiles, so you got to be careful with whatever they say. But this is what the Father showed me. None of these laws that we have pronounced, we talked about today, we are justified by. Including the feast days, the Sabbath, any anything y'all heard tonight, none of this can justify you coming before the Most High. Y'all, remember, Israel knew the feast days. Israel knew the Sabbath. They was Israel. <laughs> and the Father told them about their feast day. He said, I do away with that. He even, at one point, he was so mad at him, he says, why you bring this before me? They was blaming for him the, the feast days and all this, the new moon and the Sabbath. He said, I, I do away with all that. I don't want all that because their heart wasn't right. So remember that, family. Yes, you should do it. Why? Because you're Israel. Period. Like the brother just said. He should do it in the story. But just remember, there was a time in history where the father said, I do away with that. Get out of my face with that because they hard wouldn't write. So those of you that's keeping the Shabbat, keeping the feast days, hard ain't right, just remember, that don't mean nothing to the Father. What the Father wants is the same thing he wants from those Gentiles. He wants your heart. He wants to 100% submit to him. And if you bloodline Israel, like Brother Elishua just said, you really, really, should do yourself a favor because that's how we got in this situation in the first place, not keeping his laws. You should pass it down to your sons and your sons' sons to keep the, the feast days and the holy days, but not as righteousness. Not. No such thing. No, 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 no. We don't do it to be righteous. We do it because it's, our, it's who we are. That's a completely different way of keeping it than keeping it to be justified. Keeping it so the Father won't destroy you like he did in the Old Testament. So that's my take on that. And if you listened very closely, you heard me say keep it. It's just how you keep it. So having said that, uh, I think we didn't. I didn't think we hit every single thing. We didn't hit the dress code. Uh, but again, these people, these young people, and I'm going to let Brother... Uh, Actually, I think I'm going to let Brother LSU have another 30 seconds, and I do mean 30 seconds, and then I'm going to let Brother, out of respect for him, and then Brother Terry, I want you to have the last two minutes and share the guest, and we'll wrap this up. And I'm going to have my last say now and say this. I still don't think there's a lot more, that much difference. There is in some regards, and there isn't in some regards. The big difference with the Hebrew Israelite community, hello, hello, I can hear that, Arlene. The, the big difference is this. We try to... I can hear that. Can you turn it down? So, uh, 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 y'all bear with me. Sorry about that, Arlene. She was playing something. She realized I could hear it. I don't want y'all to hear that later on um, when everything is uh, over. And y'all go list it on your, in the archives. But, folks, the big difference is this. We are Israel, and there are some things we do according to the flesh. And they are flesh, but they're important. Okay, 
they some of these things we do is 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 even spiritual, like the Shabbat. You know, like brother, just hear brother Yeshua talk about how peace, much peace you have when you deliver God's word to the Father's word, uh, uh, the Most High's word. In the at this time on the on the Shabbat, so that's important. Y'all gotta forgive me. I'm talking a little fast, okay? I'm just trying to wrap this show up. So it is important uh, that we keep this, the, the the feast days and the Shabbat, and, and, and that we and we're not trying to be like no Jews in Israel. This brother is not brother Elishua, brother Yeshua, and, and Israelites. I know they ain't thinking about those Jews, so-called Jews in Israel. They're not trying to be like them in no way. In no way, the people in Demona, I thought they was trying to mock the Israelites and maybe the, the so-called Jews over the the the, the Israelis. And what I'm trying to say, the fake Jews, as brother Yeshua calls them, the enemy, as brother uh, brother Elishua call them. They're not trying to be like them. These people go to the scripture themselves. And get what they feel the Father is saying when and how you should keep these feast days. So just know that, those of you listening, we ain't trying to be copycats. We are the people of the book. And we're trying to walk in our own destiny as the Father gives it to us. We are not. We ain't hating on them. At least I know I'm not. And I don't think these brothers are either. Okay? <laughs> so just know that, all right? Brother Elishua, 30 seconds, and I do mean 30 seconds, and Brother Yeshua, after him, 60 seconds, and I do mean 60 seconds. we got to wrap this show up, y'all. i got to get out and go here and go to work. Brother Elishua? Hopefully I didn't lose him. Hello, hello. Can anyone hear me? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm here, still here, bro. Um, I can't tell. I think we may have lost them. It looks like we lost. Okay, well, it's not a problem. Go ahead and give me your last uh, two minutes. Uh, just again, I thank you for coming on, and uh, thank you for contributing. Again, I really, really, really was blessed by what you said, brother Yashua. Every single time we talk, I learn something, and brother, it sounds like you're just getting sharper and sharper. And I really appreciate what you shared tonight. We didn't name all of the differences, but I, like I tell everybody, we, we don't speak for the whole Hebrew-like community. There's churches that believe that we're Israel. Uh, some of the Pentecostal churches to this day, even in Cincinnati, I saw a lot of churches that the whole church believe it, but they don't keep a lot of these things we're saying, so we can't speak for everybody, but this gives them an idea when they see them worshiping on Saturday versus Sunday, when they see them uh, uh, keeping uh, the, the different the Passover, and they'll have an idea at least. So I think we did a great job you know again it, we didn't spend that much time on it but again it, it's not one of those things that takes a long I mean, I time to explain i got the brother back on now sir i'm gonna click him back in now i think i got him on now okay brother Elishua, just we wrapping up and i was just saying 30 seconds because I, I i you know you kind of been on and so i just feel like out of respect for you i'll give you 30 seconds again it, just briefly if you could just final words to the whole thing about Christianity versus Hebrew Israelites, is there a difference? Just give your last thirty seconds, and brother uh, Yahshua. Again, you got sixty seconds since you're the guest, and we'll wrap up the show. Okay. Go ahead, brother Yahshua. Okay. Quickly, quickly, brother Yahshua. Oh, real simple, real simple. Uh, the distinction, as I said, and, and if you look, people look at this from a doctrinal perspective, it'll help them out. It's simply put, if you go and you look at the Old Testament, 
you will see that everything that the Most High said, he said it to Israel. That's why Paul said, who are the Israelites? To him were the oracles. To him were given the doctrines. To them were given the covenants. Well, that's the distinction between us and Christianity. Christianity is catered towards Gentiles. It is a Gentile-oriented belief system. Our belief system is rooted in the scriptures, and the scriptures are written in Hebrew. Good point. Good point. That was nice, brief, and sweet. All right, brother uh, Yashua, go ahead. Final words. Again, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate everything. Just go ahead and just wrap it up again. Christianity versus Hebrewism. And then let everybody know how to get a hold of you. Um, um, and, um, folks, if you missed the first part of the show, I really, really suggest you go back and listen to it. Y'all really missed some serious, important things, especially how this relates to your personal relationship with the Father. We hit some nuggets that we didn't intend on even hitting this show. It went kind of another direction. We we answered the question of the, the difference between Hebrew Israelites and Christianity for the most part, but we hit a lot of key things about your relationship and how this affects that. But Brother Yeshua, please, in about two minutes, 60 seconds, if you could, uh, just kind of wrap that up. Hebrewism versus Christianity. Well, basically, um, yeah, we did hit on some differences as far as um, some of the beliefs and things like that. Uh, one thing that I believe we probably didn't nail down uh, directly that I want to kind of nail down now is, again, to all the people that are in the listening audience that may not be so familiar with those of us that call ourselves Israelites. Israelites is not a religion, so we just have to definitely get that. That's one of the differences. Christianity is a religion. It's a religion that you can choose. Uh, you can choose to be a Christian or you cannot choose to be a Christian. You cannot choose to be an Israelite and you cannot not choose to be an Israelite. You're born an Israelite or not. Um, so just to make that perfectly wow. clear, when we're talking about we're Israelites, we just realize that who we are, we're the true descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, no matter what religion we may choose to be. You can choose to be a Christian. You can choose to be a Muslim. You can choose to be in a Buddhist or whatever religion you religion you choose to be. But you're still by nationality, you're an Israelite if you're a so-called African American. Um, and based upon some of the uh, evidence that we read earlier, that's how we know we're Israelite. It's a nation of people. So that's the major difference right there: uh, religion versus a nationality. And also, you know, I think we um, did a lot of things on this show, which were very good. We uh, spoke the truth of love and came out with a lot of things that hopefully is going to cause the people to meditate on it, to pray about it, and go home to think about it. Because all these things are for the sole purpose of drawing you closer to the Most High, drawing you closer to the Father. You know, uh, nothing can be bad if it's causing you to think and causing to draw you closer to, to the Father. That's the, that's the goal. And as we draw closer to the Most High, we always can be pleasing and we can get that gift of eternal life, which we're all diligently striving for every day that we wake up and our eyes open and we still have breath in our, in our, in our nostrils and breath in our, in, in our souls. Then we're striving for the gift of eternal life, which is promised to the righteous. Just like in the parable, when the Messiah said a penny for the worker, no matter if you came in the last hour or no matter if you came many, many years ago, you still offered that same gift of one penny. If y'all guys are familiar with that parable in the New Testament scriptures, and in that parable, the penny was representation of eternal life. So 
So as long as you get this truth and as long as you get that true relationship with the Father and you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, no matter if you get it at the end of your life or the beginning of your life, you're going to get that gift of eternal life. And that's what we are diligently strive to lead you to, you know, because nobody knows when their last breath is going to be. So why not do it now? It's better to serve the most high in your youth. So I just wanted to say um, thanks for everybody listening. Thanks again for having me on. It's always good to be with you brothers on the phone. To hear Ellie Shore on with us as well. We always make a very beautiful combination whenever we get together. So uh, definitely had a great time, and hopefully the listening audience was edified by all the different um, scriptures that we brought out today. Well, amen, amen. And I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up, Brother uh, uh, Yeshua. Thank you again, Yeshua. Thank you for contributing tonight. Uh, listen, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and meet y'all's line, but I really appreciate y'all's uh, contribution tonight, okay? Shalom, everyone. Uh, shalom. And don't y'all hang up. Uh, don't y'all hang up. I got some really nice to, to end this out with. Well, folks, listen. You can't get no better than that. Again, uh, that those brothers, we used to have a Bible study, and and we just swing. We just just nail stuff down and try to, you know, be on one accord. And and sometimes we disagree. And as long as you, I, I I welcome people to disagree, because they're just telling me you're being real, and uh, not for the sake of just disagreeing. But I welcome folks that know how to just disagree and move on. Okay, y'all heard some disagreement if you listen close enough, but. Uh, Hey, you go figure. You go listen to the Most High, okay? And then hear what he has to say to you. Most important thing, like the brother was saying, we're trying to bring everybody close to the Father. Please. That's all it's about. I ain't nobody's teacher. I just bring up the topic, and the Holy Spirit will reveal to you which way to go. Love every single one of y'all. And ain't nothing you can do about it. Check this out, and good night. This will bless you. Don't hang up. Check this out, everybody. Good night.